This episode is brought to you by Forney Industries, official sponsor of Faction 46 and Nice Motorsports Truck Series teams. Forney offers versatile welding and plasma cutting machines, along with a full line of metalworking accessories for beginners, do-it-yourselfers, and professionals. Forney has everything you need for your next metalworking project. Shop for these top-of-the-line products at ForneyIND.com, that's F-O-R-N-E-Y-I-N-D.com, or at an authorized Forney dealer near you. Eric Estep here. One of my favorite parts of being a NASCAR fan is collecting diecasts. It's how I got my start on YouTube, actually. To me, a room is not complete until it features shelves of NASCAR diecast cars. It's as good a time as ever to continue your collection or begin an all-new one by pre-ordering your favorite driver's 2022 next-gen diecast at LionelRacing.com or at any authorized Lionel retailer. Lionel is the official diecast of NASCAR, and don't miss Lionel Racing's NASCAR Authentics diecasts at a Walmart or Target near you. Not only is Lionel the official diecast of NASCAR, but they're also official supporters of the Out of the Groove Podcast Network. So what are you waiting for? Head to LionelRacing.com to order your favorite driver's 2022 diecast. Before history is written, Played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot... Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. How is it going, everybody? Welcome to the NASCAR Weekly Podcast. Uh, as you can see, we have a few guests today, as well as our host. Been a pretty slow day all around, but uh, uh, I think really? we, we, got a, we got a good amount to talk about today. Uh, Eric, why don't you introduce everybody at home to our two guests tonight? I'm rusty at this, Jared. When was the last time we had guests on this show? Remember when we started it's- out, we had... We had a guest almost every week, even if it was just like our, mm-hmm. our next door neighbor or, you know, our roommate, you know, we always had have, someone. Have we had a guest this year? I don't, don't know. I don't so. think so. No, I don't think year. so. Well, 
It's a pleasure to introduce uh, the driver and co-owner of the Live Fast Racing number 78, BJ McLeod, and uh, Matt Tift, uh, the, I guess, other co-owner of Live Fast Motorsports. We basically have Live Fast Motorsports, the team, in this Zoom call. BJ, where are you calling in from? I don't want to give your location away, but you're like out in the a remote spot here, uh, un- yeah. undisclosed. It's- yeah, it's been uh, been a fun day. I've uh, got to do a couple of different interviews and um, also uh, mow the grass at my property, which is up here. It's a, a fair amount of acres, so it takes it takes a little bit of time. So, just uh, been working on that. Awesome stuff. Well, uh, I guess I'll kind of kick things off. Uh, Live fast motorsports. Y'all are in year three of uh, of being a, a Cup Series team, second year of the next gen. I, I guess I'll start with you, Matt. Kind of, where do you feel about live? Uh, how do you feel about Live Fast Motorsports current? You know, where do you guys stand as a team? How y'all have grown? You switched to Chevy this year. Seems to have uh, improved your speed a bit. Like, can you kind of talk about where Live Fast as Live Fast is as a company? Yeah, absolutely. Well, first off, um, you know, from uh, you guys and the announcement today, I'm super pumped to have you guys on the car. Um, I'm sure we'll get into that more, but um, just super pumped to have all you guys um, going out there. And, um, you know, for our team, um, this is a big event for us. I'm uh, getting to go um, show ourselves around some more NASCAR fans. And, and like I said, it's our third year um, in the sport now, um, second year in the next gen era. And for us, like you said, we've um, gone into a new year in 23 um, with, with Chevy and the ECR um, engine deal. And so, for us, we've really picked up a lot of speed, um, and there's no doubt about it. We're still a very small team, um, but you know, I think we've seen different uh, spurts of energy and speed and and performance pick up in different areas where you know we may have struggled um, last year. So, um, does that mean the results come with it every single weekend? No, but um, you know, you build on that consistency and that path every week. And as a small team too, when you have um, you know a smaller budget and um, not as many people, it's hard to get that consistency. But now that we have more of a, um, a power plant to go off of. It's uh, fun to go challenge our guys and, and uh, our entire team to go see how can we do that week in and week out. So it's fun for the, uh, the challenge there. BJ, I know you're, uh, you're driving most weeks. So have you noticed uh, any sort of change, you know, different power under the hood? Like how do the cars feel this year compared to, to last season? To say I've noticed a difference would be a gross understatement. It's uh, completely different. Like, on a scale of one to 10, it's a 10 different than anything I've had. We, um, we did get practice at Fontana and that's the, the first race I've ever had with a least engine at a non super speedway track in my career. So it's, uh, it's been a long time to get to where we can afford the stuff, but, uh, we had a least engine there without practice, uh, mash the gas first lap of the race. And I was like, wow, it's a lot easier with this. So, um, definitely had to, you know, work and learn and, and get used to different straightaway speeds, different lift lift points from what I'm used to, because, you know, last year we obviously owned our engines every week and it was just very difficult. So, um, you know, I had to learn it over again, but things caught on pretty quick. And, uh, you know, the end of the first stage, we were running uh, top 20 uh, speeds. So we maintained top 25 speeds all day long, finished 24th only because we uh, dropped the car off the jack on the green flag stop in the last stage. But, um, if we hadn't done that, we'd have finished probably 19th or 20th. And that's a huge win for us at a, at a downforce track. So, you know, that's just one example. Um, Vegas, the very next week, we uh, we went there and we made a mistake on the team's part. And, uh, you know, it was a pretty big mistake, actually, with air pressure and messed it up for two different runs, cost us three laps altogether. But once we figured out what we were doing wrong and, and got it got it fixed, we uh, picked up to we actually ran leaders pace. Uh, within a 10th uh, with 20 or 25 laps to go. So 
you know, there's a lot of optimism when you feel that you have that kind of equipment as a driver. Like, it's just also we're in the Cup Series where the mistakes I talked about, we can't make them. Like, it's you yeah, literally sure. make one mistake in the Cup Series from the team, the pit crew, or the driver, and it ruins your day. You lose five, seven spots. And, you know, for us, we're fighting for a 20th place finish for a win. 25th place finish is pretty good. 30th is average, right? And, you know, one mistake can take you from 30th to last or 25th to 30th. Like, it's just very difficult to to get everybody on the same page at the same time when you have a small organization. But we're working on it each week, and we're definitely getting closer. I got a question for Matt. Um, what's the transition been like from a driver to a uh, full-fledged car owner these days? You ever seen the um, the picture, like, in a dentist office or something where it's got, like, the iceberg, you see the tip, and it's got, like, the – stereotypical thing of like the rest of it beneath the water there yeah it's it's that i mean (laughs) as a driver you know you do things for um yourself and obviously your team on the competition side and it's a it's a huge role don't get me wrong it really is i mean you are the face of that you go out and you have to execute but when you go into the um ownership role i mean you are dealing with um your people from admin and competition and hr and and their families you gotta make sure that they get a paycheck coming in and you have your partners and taking care of them and, you know, ultimately from the business development side, you know, we um, got to make sure they're still moving in the right direction. And so those changes you see of us having, you know, the the increase in speed this year comes from um, our work in the background of making sure we have more dollars come in. And it's no secret in the sport, um, money buys speed. So you got to keep those on on Sundays. They can go address on the Monday meetings to go um, try and improve that for the weeks to come. Uh, really quick for BJ, uh, a question from the chat from Malik in here is asking, what's the most stressful part of being a driver and owner at the same time, like balancing that? You know, I'd, I'd have to answer it that, you know, it took, you know, a couple of years of being careful as a driver and, and, um, making smart decisions and things like that would live fast. And really my entire driving career has been about you know, making sure the budget's correct so I can stay in business as an owner. Um, there was a few races I ran for Johnny Davis and a couple I ran for Rick Ware that, you know, they were like, don't worry about the stuff. Like, you don't own this, just go drive. And it was a lot of fun. And Matt's, you know, Matt's tried to do that for me and, and you know, help me with it. But it's still, you know, we know we're building this team and we know we have X amount of pieces and we can push at a certain point. So, you know, the last couple of years, we just haven't had that. And this year, you know, it's, I've known, like I said, at California, the first lap, I was like, wow, I've got to step up my game, right? Like I, I knew I had more equipment than what I was driving it to its potential. So I, um, I've been working hard on making sure that I max that out and that I am the driver that won in every series and multiple races that I ran in before I came to NASCAR. And, you know, when you've got a decade of taking care of stuff to build a business, it takes a couple of races to get the the true racer back out. But it's definitely in there. And, and Matt's been working on getting that out. And I've been having fun pushing things and, you know, obviously uh, going to make some mistakes and tear some stuff up. But that's what you do when you're trying hard. So just, uh, you know, it's definitely the stref- most stressful part is is now becoming back the real driver that I was that that I still can be. I just have to get my mindset 100 percent there. So my question is kind of a follow-up on that for you, BJ. So a couple of weeks back, we saw Anthony Alfredo step into the 78, um, ultimately brought in good good funding that was good for your all's organization. At what point does the driver in you, which who would love to go race all 36 races, at what point does 
do you have to set that aside and, you know, bring in those opportunities that's that's best for the owner side of you, uh, for the organization? Well, I think, you know, number one, nobody gets in that car that I don't feel like is an awesome driver. We're not a rent or ride program or anything of that sort. I want to make that clear. But when it comes to Anthony, look at his speed in my Xfinity car. And it's running on average 15 spots better than it did last year every week. Granted, there is more budget there than we've ever had. But, you know, the way he handles himself on and off the track, along with Josh Balicki, the way he takes care of himself and takes care of his partners and the, this, their overall personalities, they're people you want to work with. And, and we want to build the team. So, you know, they have partners that, that have a, a broad reach and, and are capable of networking in big ways. And we want the quickest way to winning, whether it's me driving or Anthony driving or Josh driving. That's not, that's not the main focus is me. The main focus is live fast, winning a cup race in, you know, hopefully as soon as possible. Right. So, you know, it's to do that, you have to make decisions that some of their partners are, like I said, very big and, and very strong and people we want to work with because you need to network to be able to get the, the business up to the level it needs to be at. And that's, that's when we make that ultimate decision. I actually had a, a quick question just came to me and maybe this is, you've, you guys have answered this somewhere. Um, where did the name live fast motorsports come from? Cause it's catchy. I like that a lot. I like that. A lot of new team names like track house 2311, they're creating a brand, but where's live fast come from? Who came up with that idea? You know, I, I think um, it was definitely originally from, you know, my experience in the sport and I didn't really say much. I just, when we started talking about naming the, the team was talking to Matt and Jessica was a part of it too. And we were just, you know, I just brought up the fact that since I'd owned NASCAR teams starting in 2013, my life just flew by, right? Like yeah. it's literally like you come home and you turn around and leave. Right. And it, it's literally the definition of living fast. It's when you're doing what you love every day and enjoying making it stronger. And, we all, you know, just thought about that. Matt's like, yeah, he's like, when I became a full-time driver, he's like, I really don't remember a lot of my life. Like you got to go back and look at pictures and think about it to really put it in perspective. So, you know, between that, and like I said, the, the level of passion we all have for this to try to grow it into something that we ultimately wanted to be. It just, we've literally just said, it feels like we live fast. So let's name the team live fast. I like that. That's catchy though. That's a good story behind it too. Well, um, I guess, uh, gentlemen, we aren't going to keep you too much longer, but uh, on behalf of everyone in this call, we're all part of the podcast party bus heading to Darlington. I guess uh, the final thoughts, Matt, uh, you're speaking right now to uh, over 400 uh, fans watching live, plus uh, hundreds, if not thousands more who will be watching and listening to this after the fact. What do you want to tell them? If they're going to be at Darlington or if they're going to be watching at TV, what do you want to tell them about the podcast party bus? What should they be looking out for? Let them know. Let them hear it. <laughs> Well, first off, I think um, if if we got the um, this response correct from earlier, since the the site's back up and going, you got to go make sure you you uh, pre order the diecast because that thing's pretty sweet. Um, so definitely go make sure you take care of these guys and go do that. But um, yeah, I mean for the Darlington weekend, obviously throwback weekend, um, the car looks incredible to me. It looks like kind of an '80s, um, you know, kind of a, a vibe to it there. Um, but you know, for for that weekend, um, just having all the uh, NASCAR podcasters and, and influencers uh, in the sport that are going to be behind it. You know, Fast Motorsports being a younger team to get that reason to go out and uh, and meet all you guys and be, um, you know, have you guys and your fan base be a part of this. I mean, there's no secret. Everyone on this 
um, on this podcast would not be, or on the Zoom call would not be a part of this without you guys listening. And same thing for us, you know, as a team, I wouldn't be in the sport um, if I wasn't a fan to become a driver and the driver to become an owner. And I know that's true for just about everyone here. We all are in this because we love the sport. And I think that really um, rings true for the podcast Party Bus. It's everyone who loves the sport of NASCAR, who loves racing. And to bring that into um, Darlington for a weekend of tradition and throwbacks and celebrating the fans, it's such a cool event. And to have that uh, number 78 podcast Party Bus uh, car on there, it's going to be a really fun time. We made the paint scheme nice and bright. So uh, BJ, it'll be easy to spot you uh, ripping the fence. Uh, good luck. Good luck. Yeah. I guess a couple weeks away, but good luck, man. <laughs> I know in our in our cartoon, we had Jarrett as the bus driver, but doesn't this make BJ the yeah. unofficial bus driver? He's the bus driver. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that sounds like fun, but just uh, thank you guys for having us on. We appreciate it. And thanks for all you guys do with the sport and everything and uh, looking forward to Darlington. Yes, sir. Thank we you. We appreciate thank it. You. Thank you guys so much. Darlington, here we come. Good stuff. Uh, On that note, uh, Jarrett, I guess we'll uh, we'll start to move along here. Uh, I'll let you take back over the the Zoom call. Yeah, the, I I'm it. sorry, the itinerary. I got my three or four different windows open. Um, yeah, but chat. And yep. uh, BJ and Matt, you guys are free to go on, enjoy your day. Looks like the sun's gone down on BJ today. Yeah, 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 <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, man. We'll see you. Thanks, guys. Y'all have a see good you night. in Darlington. Take it easy. Bye. Bye. Yeah, well, looking at the uh, itinerary. Well, I, I want before we do the itinerary, what we have to do also is I have to make sure that everyone can see us because every yeah. every time someone comes in or out of a call, oh, what yeah, people yeah. don't know is we have to readjust oh, yeah. the screen. Do it get... looks it looked good still. But yeah, my bad. I threw that on to you, and then I realized, oh wait, Jared's got enough to worry about already. <laughs> oh, my it, bad. It's I, all. Good. I also I also realized we didn't properly say, okay, uh, you guys can 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 go on. <laughs> <laughs> I hate I hate kicking people off. Ever since yeah. uh, we had Mark Martin on that that uh, a long time ago, and and uh, he went about thirty minutes longer than we had barked. Oh <laughs> yeah, but he was cool with it though. He was cool he was amazing. It. Mark Martin's incredible. He loves talking to the people. But uh, oh, that's good. We really appreciate though, BJ and Matt, not only being on the show tonight, but also inviting us to be a part of the team. I mean, it, it, this is kind of a partnership that goes both ways. Uh, so it, without their support. We wouldn't have this opportunity, and you know it's awesome to support uh, Live Fast. Known Matt for a couple of years now, and anyone who's met BJ uh, said will say he's one of the best guys in the garage, full of knowledge, willing to help out uh, anyone, a great resource. So uh, it's a fun team to be a part of, and it's the Cup Series. It's Darlington. Like I know it's a couple of weeks away, but I'm already so excited for it, and uh, we really appreciate everyone's. Uh, I mean, the, the reaction today was, was second tonight. I know we had some technical you difficulties. Y'all broke the website. Yeah. Yeah. Y'all yeah. broke the website. It's uh, crazy. Some, some of that was, 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 uh, you guys, some of that was just, just our fault, but, but we got it fixed now. It's uh, mainly the, the overwhelming support. We can blame it on that. Yeah. I'm going to do that. I'm going to choose to say, uh, yes, it, exactly. Because, Danny. because Eric, I mean, not only was that one of the best videos I've ever seen in the history of NASCAR YouTube, but also, um, what was the peak concurrent viewership on that? Like 1.2 thousand were watching. Like, a lot I think of people watching it live. Major, lunch, major. Every people on their lunch break. We had over a thousand well, something people tuning yeah. in. That well, was awesome. Speaking of breaking it, the chat went nuts at one point uh, in here, and it, the stream went down for a second and had to reopen. I fixed it oh. live on. Yeah, as I was asking my question, I'm like, put it back on, put it back on. Um, oh wow! But actually, right now. I'm actually showing them. I showed them two of the pictures of the car as well as this beautiful, beautiful illustration of us on the party bus. <laughs> and of yeah. course, well, shout I'm out driving. to a 
shout out to comics by Bruno. Uh, Got to give him another shout out because mm-hmm. he was he delivered that on short notice. Uh, been a fan of his work for a long time. He's a fan of the show. And uh, we reached out to him and said, hey, like, here's kind of what we're thinking. This was like a month ago. And uh, originally we were kind of working things out. We, we were like, we need we need this fast. And and he uh, he lived fast, if you will, and uh, <laughs> delivered in a big, big way. So really appreciated that and love how it came out. I, we didn't, I didn't get many notes. I just said, hey, we want to do like a bus and that's it. And it's the four of us. And this is what he came up with. And I thought beautiful. it was freaking perfect. He it was awesome. It. <laughs> yeah, I love it, man. Absolutely beautiful. But, but I yeah. I think uh, we'll we'll keep updating everybody in the coming weeks, days, hours, minutes, everything about uh, everything about the future. We'll keep you updated on. Uh, but for now, I think what we should probably roll into are some nice, juicy, spicy hot takes. Oh and boy. who better to lead us off than Mister Hot Take himself? The last couple weeks, mm-hmm. Darian, lead us off. What is your hot take this? week? Chase Briscoe has the potential to become a true championship contender, ladies and gentlemen. I said, you heard it here first. See, Eric and them, they were talking last week, all this stuff about Stuart Haas racing. Oh, they're not consistent enough. This is just a fluke. Hey, I hate to be the one to tell y'all you're wrong in this case. Chase Briscoe has gotten triple top fives. Triple top fives, y'all. With a broken with, slash healing yeah, finger. Two of those sorry. three. Two of those three with a broken finger. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't mean to interrupt your. No, you're take, good. You're good. You're good. But um, they'll steal my thunder now. But no, nah, look, Chase Briscoe. He's gonna have some tracks that are are really gonna favor him. Uh, in, in the coming weeks. Um, look, you can say all you want about Stuart Haas Racing right now, you know, as a whole, but you know, Kevin Harvick might not be the only one doing some carrying too. So hey. Having having half of a team is better than having just twenty five percent of a team of a uh, of a uh, competitive team, right? So, I'm gonna punch my ticket in right now, and I think Chase Briscoe has turned it around. And by season's end, hey, last season he almost made the championship four. Perhaps he could do it again this season. Eric, what do you uh, what do you got to try and beat Darian's hot take this week? So I I didn't like that Darian was like trying to make me out to be a, a Chase Briscoe hater. Like I, I think SHR is down in the dumps, but I think Briscoe's legit. I think he has his very strong potential. Um, but no, my hot take has nothing to do with that. And if you watch my post race review that I filmed in a cabin on top of a mountain Sunday night, uh, you already kind of know where this one's going. But Tony Stewart made a comment after the finish of this race where Bubba Wallace moved up to make a block on Blaney on the last lap was not clear, ended up spinning out race finished under caution and tony stewart said oh, that's a block you have to make and i don't want to call out tony stewart other commentators other play-by-play a lot of folks when they don't really know what else to say they say that They're like oh he's got to do what he's got to do he's got to make that block and my hot take is that no you don't always have to make that block think about the number of times denny hamlin has not made the block and it's worked out for him think about ross chastain at talladega one year ago He's the one who didn't make the crazy move. The two guys in front of him made ridiculous blocks and they lost. In this case, Bubba Wallace makes a couple of ridiculous blocks. He loses. Joey Logano at the end of the Daytona 500 a couple of year, years ago made some ridiculous blocks, loses. Sometimes you do have to make the block. Like in Atlanta, Keslowski was clear of Logano but didn't move all the way up. Don't know why. But in other instances, no, you don't always have to make the block. I understand it's tough. Seat of the pants, you got a split second to make a decision. But the best drivers know when to actually make the risky blocks. And, you know, unfortunately, Bubba Wallace and other drivers made mistakes. And so, but to say you have to make that block, I, I just don't agree. You, you, you don't 
always have to make the block. Danny? My hot take is that I debated on my pick last week, and I should have went with my gut. I went with what felt right, and I was wrong. Brad Keselowski is who I picked, but Kyle Busch is just him, and he always has been him. And I should have remained with my gut feeling that Kyle Busch would use what I saw going into the day 2500, and he went on to win Taldega in kind of redemption style. But, you know, Kyle Busch is... It's he's just he's he's in the right uh, mentality right now. They're getting races won, even though people thought they wouldn't be winning races this year, even. And I'm impressed with Kyle Busch, and I say he's going to get three to four more wins this season. Well, I am going to keep it in the vein of Talladega, and we can probably honestly after this lead right into the Talladega weekend. My hot take is one that I don't think a lot of people want to hear, and I don't necessarily mean fully the racing product as much as the drivers. My hot take is super speedway racing long-term is only going to get worse. And I'm not being a doom and gloomer here. I'm not going out of my way to just get a rise out of people. When you look at the blocks that are being thrown, and yes, this has happened through all of super speedway racing. You can go back to Bobby Labonte in 2001, flipping himself over. You can go back even further, the dumb blocks being made. But when you look at a lot of these dumb blocks being made, a lot of it is a lot of younger drivers or overly aggressive drivers up front. When you looked at the race on Saturday, you saw some pretty bad blocks. You saw a very 2012 Tony Stewart-esque block that caused a giant-ass crash, a near flip, and a destroyed rest-in-peace camera in turn four. And I think that these younger drivers are only going to continue to do this worse and worse. There's no real repercussion for it. And if there is a repercussion, I don't want to ever see it because I think a lot of people have kind of insinuated where that would go. So I personally think super speedway racing will only become more of a wreck fest, no matter what they do with it. And uh, Uh, I think that's true. Yeah. And with that, I will ask the chat now who had the hottest take and we'll roll from there. And by the way, Eric, do you have, do you have your focus on like a hundred or I don't know, like your camera looks, I don't know. Like, Oh, you know what? That's, that, that, that could be, um, I, and I don't know. I have no idea. I yeah. didn't know if I was going crazy or something. Is it blurry? I don't think my camera's that blurry. Well, Maybe no, it's I'm... not blurry. I don't know. It just, it looks it like. It could be drifting really in and out of focus. focus. I don't yeah, know. Well, I don't know. You know who is drifting? Just about everyone getting turned at the front of the field at Talladega, which is where we should probably drift towards here. So Danny, you mentioned it. Kyle Busch got the win, his first Talladega win since 2008. 15 his, years. His first super speedway win since 2008. That, that too, well, wow. then that'd be 14 years and I think 10 months. So basically, uh, okay, let's years. just call it 15. You 15 know what's crazy? Years. You know what's crazy about that? I remember that race specifically because that was the day I moved into my now childhood home back in North Las Vegas. I remember watching oh, wow. that. Like, yeah, that's crazy. It's crazy, right? Crazy he wins all these years later. So it's been 15 years, which is crazy to think about. Danny, since you started out with Kyle Busch, I want to start out with you. Does this win, seeing his history at Talladega and at Daytona and just super speedway racing in general and how difficult it's been, does this win become a statement win in any way for Kyle Busch? 
think it, it sets a good statement as to where they're at because they were contending for the Daytona 500. They won Talladega. We have three more super speedways remaining. And, you know, that's that, that could easily play into the rest of their season. That's two more potential chances to get a super speedway win, plus at other tracks where we know that they can be good at too. Um, so, yeah, I think that that sets a statement that, you know, they're ready to go win on big tracks like Auto Club, Talladega, but we also know he can get in there and be competitive on a short track or a flat track. I'm really kind of curious how they'll do when we get on the run of like Gateway and tracks like that where we saw Kyle Busch be good at in the past with JGR and uh, see how they do with this new program. Uh, Darren, you look like you're ready to chomp at the bit on this. What about you? What what from this point forward, Kyle Busch-wise – does this season look like to you? Because he's got two wins already, which if I'm not mistaken, back in 2008, I'm not saying he's going to have eight wins, but was around the same trajectory he was going towards that season. Uh, Is this sort of the Kyle Busch takeoff season? Is he going to be that runaway favorite for the championship? Because I don't think there's any yet, but he's one that's in the conversation. See, I'm going to put Larson a little bit ahead as like the runaway for the championship right now, just a little bit ahead. Um, but Kyle Busch is close though. So it's going to, it's basically the Kyle and Kyle and Kyle show so far this season. But yeah, Kyle Busch, man. Like I, I remember when he won Fontana and uh, all of us went crazy and stuff. We were like, oh yeah, he's going to win this many races. And then it, it, you know, he had, it had, you know, been just a little while without winning a race, but then, you know, finally got multiple victories. So, I mean, I'm just going to, I'm going to wait just, I'm, I'm, I'm personally going to wait and, and, and not say he's a championship favorite right now, but he's close though. He's close. It's it's looking really good so far. And honestly, I mean, you know, for this being his first year with RCR, I mean, like everyone has certain expectations of Kyle Busch, you know, performing, you know, wherever he races at, but I mean, you know, it's one thing to have expectations, but then it's another thing to actually do it. And like, I felt like so much could have gone against Kyle Busch this season with the new team and stuff. And, and, you know, like, and, and maybe RCR might've taken a step back maybe, you know, but, but no, in, in reality, they were, you know, right place, right time for, for both parties. And now they can, you know, try and win a championship this year. It's certainly possible. I'm trying to look at the, his exact stats. Cause Kyle Busch got off to a hot start this year, obviously winning at auto club. He was top 10 at uh, Phoenix, uh, I think he was top 10. Yeah. Okay. Here we go. He was top 10 at Phoenix, Atlanta and Coda three weeks in a row. But uh, before this win, he'd finished 14th at Richmond, 32nd at Bristol dirt and 21st at Martinsville. Remember he was basically trading blows with Corey yeah. joy in the middle of the pack. So he so was off been, just a little bit. He, they'd been slumping. They weren't like, so I'm looking at laps led. He'd led, you know, seven laps here, one lap here, six laps here. But really not not as dominant as the you know 27 laps he led at Fontana, the six he led in the Daytona 500. So yeah, I was a little worried that Kyle had cooled off a little. I'm still worried because you know it's a win is a win. It is a super speedway win. Doesn't necessarily indicate you're running well at all types of tracks. But uh, it is it is important to get a second win, five more playoff points. They're one of the few Chevy teams that haven't knock on wood been blasted by a penalty. So those playoff <laughs> points are going to go a long way at this rate. Um, no, I'm happy for Kyle Busch. Can I talk for a moment about Ryan Blaney though, finishing second oh, yet again? Gosh. Like yeah. he's a great super speedway racer. He's won at Talladega a couple times, but I think this was his fourth second place finish at Daytona or Talladega in the past few years. I, I'm trying to think off the top of my head. Uh, last I know, year, right? The last year's uh, uh, fall race, didn't he finish second well, to Chase? Alex? Yes, yes, he did. Yes, Daytona he did. 500 last year was second. Got blocked by Cindric. Um, 
uh, what was it? Daytona 52020. Didn't he finish second in the Newman wreck? Oh, yeah. Uh, well, he, he's either second or third. One did of he finish he was... second in last year's 500? I thought Bubba did. No, oh, no, no. Maybe, so, oh, no, no. He, he was coming right. to the line and then yeah, he, he, might, yeah. he, he got a top five, though. He got a top yeah, five. Yeah. Okay. So, so that, so that, in a way, that's like a fifth second place finish because he was basically the second place car making the move. Uh, so I, I just, I want to give Blaney credit because he's always up front at these super speedways, but it's also pain because he hasn't won a points race in like a year and a half. And it's just yeah. so close, so close, so close. Yeah. And it never well, happens. I, post- I, who was it? Kyle Petty, who uh, said he's always around, but never yeah. gets it done. Like, I love, I'm a big Ryan Blaney fan, but, Damn. <laughs> Sometimes you just got to get it done. You yeah, know? He didn't do anything wrong this time. Bubba and, just just, took, just hit him. Bubba just made a late block. And I can elaborate a little bit more on that. Um, I was at the track this weekend, in case you didn't know. I got up at 3 o'clock in the morning, drove three and a half hours there to cover Ooh. and then drove back home. And this was after watching the freaking Tank sure. Davis versus Ryan Garcia. Fight. You're learning from me. <laughs> yes, I am. But, dude, I only got three, four hours of sleep because I stayed up to watch the Tank Davis-Ryan uh, Garcia fight. Oh, I Tank Davis dog-walked him again. So, loved it, loved it. But, no, nah, on that final lap, though, I mean, you know, asking Ryan Blaney, you know, post-race, you know, his comments on, you know, what he could have done differently. And, basically, he didn't say much. All he said was, well, not not really on my end. Just don't don't block three times. Like, yeah, I agree. I agree. You know, you know, it, it's interesting, you know, like Ryan Blaney, you know, second place run and stuff, you know, it, you know, can make you, we can talk about the bad luck and all that. But I mean, the fact that he's this consistent on super speedways is still, I mean, it's pretty good. I mean, like we're seeing shades of, I mean, didn't Dale Earnhardt Jr. finish second in like the Daytona 500 for like multiple years, you know, like four out of like five seasons or something like that. Uh, you know, yeah, 10, 12, yeah. 13, and 114. But, but like, also in that same time period, like Greg Biffle would strangely be right there with him. Yeah. It, so Ryan Blaney's remind me of that when it comes to super speedways, you know, but it is very painful though, because he is on a winless streak technically. I mean, yeah, he won the all-star race last year. Well, NASCAR almost took it away, but he did win the all-star race last year, but just hasn't won a points race in a while. I think it's like 55 or 56 races now, unfortunately. So yeah, you got to feel, got to feel for him, but, uh, you know, Bubba Wallace, though, man, I thought hey, I thought it was setting up for a Ryan Blaney versus Bubba Wallace finish because the way, you know, you you can only stay, you know, two by two for most of the race and stuff like that. I thought it was setting up for that personally. Um, but yeah, just wasn't meant to be. So, and, and, you know, it props to Bubba, though, for at least, you know, taking, you know, taking the blame and stuff. Yeah, it was like, yeah, like, hey, that was my fault. I shouldn't have done that, you know, but yeah, it, it is stinks. what it is. He ran a really good race. I mean, mm-hmm. he was very, very fast. He was up in the top 10. I think he might have even said afterwards that either it was the best super speedway race he'd run or it was like the best super speedway No, he was up front. Had. He was up front consistently right so from the jump. And, and, and also, too, like, this was funny, too, considering the fact that Tyler Reddick almost took out all of the freaking Toyotas that first stage. So it yeah. could have ended badly for all of them. But that's So fine. the thing about Bubba's car, and I pointed this out before I did my post-race stream on Sunday, was that he had the best car at leading a line. He yeah. led that top lineup when no one could, led the third lineup when no one could, and when he would cross down and like block into another lane and stay in that lane – the lane he went in would always fall apart. Now I'm not saying he's the Pied Piper. I'm not saying that he's you know on the super speedways as the second coming of Dale Earnhardt. But what I'm saying is he has a complete knack for these tracks. It's just that he can't finish it out. It's just it always it's, is something. 
I feel like his situational awareness is off in these closing laps because I mean, like, look, it's understandable, you know, the adrenaline's rushing, you know, through your body, your head, you know, the intensity picks up, but you know, he has to figure that out eventually, you know, because like I feel like he's living a lot of super speedway wins on the table. You know, a lot of super speedway wins are going to be left on the table if he doesn't figure this out because at the very least, this should have been a top five finish. This should have been yeah. just with the way, you know, it was hard to to get a third lane going and stuff. And it was hard to, you know, to get by drivers. They're kind of just stuck, um, you know, two by two for long periods of time. But, you know, it, it, you know, I would I, I would want to say like I want to say, you know, he'll learn from this. But again, like, you know, six year in the cup, fellas, you know, you know, what I mean, so hopefully hopefully he'll improve for the uh, the second half of the uh, super speedway races. But uh, um, well. He's a, he's a great super speedway racer overall, yeah, yeah, and yeah. he always has good cars. It seems like, but I, to your point, yeah, he just when it comes down to making that final snap decision, like he seems to whiff on that one <laughs> almost every time. Somebody who I'm curious to see which way he goes, similar, and I don't, you know, I think he's learning a lot from Denny Hamlin, from Bubba, from being in there, and I wanted to talk about him and kind of give him some props. Is Ty Gibbs? Ty Gibbs, yes, in, my, in my opinion, he was one of the top, I wouldn't say even top five guys out there. He was running really well, would draft really well. Mm-hmm. But he deserved, like, he did not deserve to run out of fuel and become an afterthought. He deserved a top ten yeah. easily it, in that race. He was one, I, I didn't really I didn't really expect much from him personally. I thought he was just going to be, like, in the middle. But, no, nah, when he was running consistently with Bubba there and stuff, and especially in those closing laps, they were tough because, you know, there were times where, you know, Bubba was just pushing him and pushing him and stuff. And it was like Ty Gibbs was at the turn a few times there. But no, nah, I mean, they were able, he was able to run up there consistently. So that was, that was cool to see. And then who were some other notables? Um, I mean, Noah Gregson was doing pretty good for, for a little bit there. Well, <laughs> so, can we talk about yeah. the, the Chastain Gregson wreck yeah, on the first overtime? Go may, for it. May, may I go first? I mean, I was there. So they, first off, let me tell you this funny, hilarious story about this. So I was meeting some, um, some news reporters, um, this news crew from uh, Birmingham, Alabama, which is like 45 minutes away from uh, Talladega. Correct. Yeah. We stayed yeah, there. So th- uh, yeah. Year. Yeah. They were, um, you know, covering them. Um, they were, you know, from the local news, I think the local ABC affiliate covering the race weekend. And they were asking me a bunch of questions because, like, for the most part, they didn't know what was going on. So I had to help them out. <laughs> um, so it was funny. What was funny was the guy happened, um, one of the camera guys happened to be betting uh, on DraftKings this weekend. And he put Noah Gregson as an underdog winner. I think it was like plus seven, 7,500, something crazy or whatever. And and as I and as he's as they're taking the green flag, I turn over to him and I'm like, "Didn't you bet on no?" And he's like, "Yep, 7,500." And then as I turn back around, Chastain to the inside, oh, Gregson to <laughs> the wall, and I'm like, <laughs> "You jinxed him, <sighs> And he just puts his hands on his face and stuff. And I'm like, "The timing was uncanny. That was crazy." But let me speak on that incident. That is a perfect quintessential 50-50 incident right there um was you know, it though? Ross, well okay hold on let me rephrase that i think you know in the closing laps obviously we know ross chastain we know that's the type of driver he is he's gonna stick it in there you know if there's a lane he's gonna stick it in there man. Gonna what? it was three oh gosh it was three wide it was three wide and noah gregson you know he just kept turning and turning in like he's there noah you don't have to keep turning in you know like 
but you know, it's just, it's just one of those deals. One of those. Yeah. I look at it very, I I think it's very similar in a lot of ways to the Keselowski, Jeff Gordon deal at Texas back in 2014, where Keselowski said, I saw a hole and Jeff Gordon clearly said that's, Mm -hmm. that's not a hole buddy. Like uh, that's, I like this comment in the chat. I didn't hear Clint Boyer say this, but do chronic in the chat says Clint said it best. Ross seen a window he thought was a door. Yeah. I mean, (laughs) in some ways I think that is fair. Uh, I don't know exactly how or why Gregson got all squirrely there because they were pushing. I think Gregson was even edging out ahead mm-hmm. for the lead going into turn one. Well, and then something happened. He bobbled. There's a stack up kind of behind him. And that's what got him up off the inside well, lane or off least, the middle lane. At least from the raw feed. I mean, because they were on the on the raw feed. They were showing his um his uh, onboard camera and stuff. It looked like, I don't know, just from my perspective, Chastain just like just really just, just pushing him, pushing him, pushing him there. Maybe. And then he just got a little loose there on that restart. And then just there's a little, well, there's a little. TV I, so I, I look at it this way. I'm sorry. I'll just finish my point. I, I just look at it that you know, Gregson ultimately, you know, Chastain's there. Gregson came down and finished himself off, but Chastain squeezing into that hole. Was that best for the outside lane? No. I think what would have been best would have been to let Gregson catch it and then build your momentum as a, as a line going down the back straightaway. So I think Chastain was over aggressive as he's known to be, but the actual wreck, I'm not going to necessarily blame him for. So my, my take on it, like, well, it was, I think both of them had some kind of blame like we were talking about. Cause when you look at the replay, he's basically right on, if not scraping on Eric Almarola a bit, but it's still close enough that I think it'd be incidental if anything. I think people are so dead set on making Ross Chastain the boogeyman that we keep every time Ross Chastain is around, it's Ross Chastain's fault. We saw a thing with Christopher Bell that was much more egregious, but Noah Gregson turned right down into that. He turned right down into that. And I think the reason he got put up the hill more is because he's a rookie. He has not been racing one, in these cars as much, but two, in this position as much, going for a win. This was the first time in Noah Gregson's Cup career that he can say he was going for a victory. And in my opinion, he blew it. But he's going to have plenty more chances of doing it. He's going to probably have to do it. As I watch on the bottom of the screen, he's 32nd in points. He's oh, behind God. He's behind hey, Chase uh... He's behind Chase Elliott, by the way. Hey, hey, Eric, what happened to Legacy, bro? What happened to Legacy Motor? Wait, I, I, I missed that. Did you say Gregson is outside the top 30 in points? He's 32nd. He is two points behind. He's a two or 12. I didn't read the necessarily uh, how many. I, but I he guess... is behind Chase Elliott. The legacy is just beginning. Let's just say that. <laughs> Maybe we're not thinking of the right legacy. Maybe it's the legacy of like post nineteen eighty four Richard Petty. Hey, hey, you know what? That bad seasons video is about to be awesome. I can't wait. Hey, bad oh, seasons, bro. You, you need to make a bad millennium about this. About the forty two and three. Can't do a bad seasons about a rookie. Like, <laughs> no, no, I'm talking about the team, Eric. The team is oh, a whole. okay. Yeah, yeah, okay. not no, well, no, 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 that's no fair. Yeah. Well, just wait. We're we're gonna go to Darlington. We'll probably see Eric Jones pull off the win again somehow. Oh gosh, we'll yeah. see. We'll see. The the other part of that wreck that, in my opinion, is much more long term concerning to talk about is the Priest Larson wreck. Uh, and, I, and I don't necessarily think it's anything different than what we've seen at a super speedway. I think the aftermath is different. When Sorry, see... I'm laughing at the I'm laughing at chat in the comment okay. or a comment in the chat. I'm, 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 I'm laughing when, at the super chat. When um, <laughs> uh, 
Oh, gee. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. You're, you're getting serious, Jared. And then yeah. the chat, there was a, some silliness. No, nah, the, 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 the chat rules all um, except pick points. So, <laughs> oh, got he him. Said it. He said it, not me. <laughs> well, like I said, I, I, could, I could talk all the crap I want because I won a championship one mm-hmm. year. So, <laughs> at I'm the just, very I'm least, ba- I can be I'm managed. just basement boy. I can laugh at anything. <laughs> but anyway, anyway, getting back to the race, the, the crash itself was nothing out of the ordinary. What was out of the ordinary and i think it caught everyone by surprise was that larson's car getting hit by pre said i believe what they said was 112 miles per hour and it completely bent one of the bars in towards the driver thank god it was not the driver's side and then on top of that like with the giant hole in the door too had they been at speed that far up still in the pack and not as much reaction time and somebody else hits there uh, or just in general with that bar being hit, there are more serious problems than just a, a bad hit. And so I guess I think they brought both cars to the R and D center. Uh, yeah. I don't know if they've published anything conclusive. I wouldn't think they would just yet, uh, but I guess should this be something and, and this is open to anyone who ever wants to, to jump at it. Should this be something, one, that we as fans, people in the media as well, should be watching and asking big questions about? I, and two, uh, is this really, is it, has it really gone away? Has this kind of talk of safety with the next gen gone away? What, you know, at, at this point, what would NASCAR, well, at least on a general scale, have to do to address it? I, it was a serious crash, definitely some sketchy things. I'm glad NASCAR was able to get an SHR, let them take Priest's car back as well. But I will say this, that was, that wasn't just a normal run of the mill accident. That was Priest gassing it up, thinking he was going to dodge the wreck straight square onto a virtually stopped five car. But still so still that, that though. Like it wasn't like this was a higher, like as high as speed as a lot of but, other, like there, there could but, be but a wreck like that. Think about a lot Talladega, of wrecks happen and a lot of wrecks happen. Quicker. And the delta between the two cars isn't as strong because they're both still moving forward pretty quickly or they're both already sliding. So my, my point is, I, I don't know, sure, hits like that, there'll be probably two or three more similar hits this season. But to say that that's like, oh, we'll see that every week, like, like no, that was a huge hit. You watch the in-car of Ryan Priest, that was a massive hit. That definitely was an exception. So, But yeah, I'm glad they're looking at it. I don't have anything else to say. I, I think the, the core of the next gen is stronger. So that's why it's surprising that the bars were bent, that there's a gap. Um, everything we've seen, everything, the drivers, the teams, NASCAR says that the, the actual center of these cars, especially are tougher, are sturdier. They've added bars in the wake of the Newman accident. The drivers are moved more into a central location. They're not quite as close to the edge as they used to be, which in this instance would have absolutely helped. Um, so I, I don't know if, if this happens again, it's some, certainly worrisome. I'm, I hope NASCAR or the teams figure out maybe what piece got failed or, or was most severely affected. But I, I don't, I don't know. I guess I'm not the type to like super overreact to kind of an, an odd wreck when, you know, Larson was okay. Thankfully it didn't hit driver's side. Might've been not as okay, but you know, I, I don't know. I, I don't, I don't, I'm not the type to overreact necessarily to a, to a hypothetical like that. I just, I don't, I think anything in the, in the realm of safety isn't an overreaction though. I mean, you, we could make the same thing about on the other end of the spectrum, you know, had Dale Earnhardt's car not gotten hit at a certain angle, he would have survived his crash because it wouldn't hit at the angle it did. 
I, I think going in the realm of of what ifs, not necessarily, you know, like in the way we would do of a, of a point system where, oh, if you win 35 races, what if? But a, a what if, if somebody gets turned right up the track going at a higher speed, what could happen? I think NASCAR should be viewing that as an imperative to look at that. Because yeah, well, but they are, they are. That's my only point. Like even in the chat, you know, Junior had a good theory about what happened. Yeah, but it was still a theory. We don't know what happened. NASCAR is looking into it. So that's all I really have to say. I'm like glad they're glad they're looking yeah. into it. They can't probably fix it overnight, but if they're looking into it, that's step one. It, so it, that's that's all I kind of ask for. It just feels like we, you know, this is something that's been years now talked about the next gen of safety issues, one thing or another, whether. You know, whether it's the rumor or truth, whatever it ended up being of the crash test, of the overheating in the car, of now we're going on a year and a half of drivers either being put in harm's way or getting injured nonstop when they weren't before. Well, it it feels like the car was rushed almost. Like, that's what it feels like as a fan watching to me, is it feels like the safety aspect was rushed because of just how bad the racing was with the gen six and, and all of that with it. Yeah. Um, seeing that, seeing that in person was crazy. Cause like seeing from the raw feed and then seeing like how bent that roll cage was, I was like, Oh gosh, but thankfully on the driver's side, there's more protection, thankfully, but still like, that's something you can't gloss over. I mean, you know, safety should obviously be, obviously be the number one concern. And if there's some type of failure and stuff, then yeah, NASCAR needs to investigate. I mean, like, some fans were saying like, "Oh, it's supposed to do that," but I'm like, it's "Well, so, I'm like, seeing I in mean, the chat like, yeah, ra- I know racing's dangerous, but we've time and time again we're gonna go backwards in safety, and you think that's okay? Yeah, I like, I, I'm not I saying anyone here does, but I'm just I'm looking at the chat saying, you know, oh, it's safe, or you only can make it so safe, or whatever." And no, and to me, we have, yeah. well, to me, you can't go backwards in this. This is one area you can't go backwards in. Like, well, no, we can't have that mentality. Can't have that. the 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 question is like that I saw people saying, it's like, oh, imagine if that had been in the driver's side. Well, the thing is, I just don't know if we would, I feel like the chances of that happening are a little bit more slim because this was more or less a car was, was a spun and all of a sudden he couldn't help it. He come back up the track in the flow of traffic. We wouldn't usually see a case where someone has spun and someone way back drives in while they're on the bottom that we just, we just wouldn't see that as often this was more of a freak thing that he got hit in the passenger side and also i don't know and i'm not no expert on these cars but i don't know if the right side of the car is built any less like to take a hit like that than the driver's side is i don't i don't really know how all that really works on it yeah but obviously nascar needs to just look into it and hopefully they'll have some type of report on it i think that if they whenever they have a report just to put people at ease it should be made public yeah just full transparency in this situation would go a long way because like even if like you know there was some type of failure and stuff and then you know at least the fan base would be like okay well, well then it's addressed know, it and we yeah, know it's addressed and, and put it I to bed also this is just an idea i think cars like this once they've had a chance to learn from them like get their data put some put something together and take those cars to the nascar hall of fame where fans can go learn about what happened in these incidents Huh, that's actually a good idea. I like that. Yeah. yeah, actually, that's a good idea. I mean, go, it, go see, have a place where they can pay, go see it in person, you know, and know, you know, the, the common fan can get up close and say, so that's what happened. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I love that idea. idea. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, idea. it's like putting the, instead of putting the parts in the garage for the drivers, it's putting the parts oh, in a babe. place for yeah. fans. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's good. That's good. So, 
before we get past Talladega, uh, at least the cup race, I want to ask you guys one more thing and TV ratings on top of that. Before that, um, what would you grade wise give this package? Uh, do you think it needs like an overhaul? Do you think it's it's getting in the right direction? Where do you all sit with it? And and Danny, I'll start with you on this one. Where would you kind of grade it on like an A to F scale uh, of of and the direction it's going so far? Uh, you talk about in terms of just super speedway racing in general, or yes. or just race at Talladega, super um, in, in general, and I guess kind of where this Talladega race kind of makes you feel moving forward. I mean, it's felt like how Talladega should feel to me. We we saw, uh, I started looking at the report. There was a good amount of like passing going on throughout the race. Um, they they went three wide for a lot of it. They didn't just <laughs> there was no choo choo for the most part that I saw. Um, you know, they actually, you know, did a good job of making us feel like a Talladega race. And I always say, you know, my, my bar that set the lowest was the fall race in 2018 that I was at where it was just, it didn't feel like Talladega at all. And then probably, I, I have to say, I, I always, I always thought that the 2009 spring race was my favorite Talladega race of all time. Cause I just saw so much happening in that one throughout the entirety of it and ultimately you know the crazy finish and all things that happened in that race but there was so many different leaders in that one that's probably my favorite Talladega race of all time so if we're talking 2018 to 2009 I would put this race probably on the more positive side of the middle I would say it's it's probably probably average I mean going off this uh letter grading I'd I'd probably say just a a B on this one. Yeah, I'll I would go. A, oh, go oh my, my bad. I, I would go B minus. I pulled it up because I do hate when NASCAR does shit like this. They tweeted this a couple hours ago. Oh God, I know what you're going uh, with. 308, the highest total number of green flag passes for the lead ever in a NASCAR cup series race, at least as of 2004. That's what they tweeted. And Technically, that's true because you had two lanes stuck in gridlock for most of the day that were, you know, oh, there's a pass. Oh, there's a pass. Oh, there's a pass. And green I mean, flag technically, stops. green flag stops. Like, technically, it's true. <laughs> but you're, gaslighting the, hell, you're yeah. gaslighting the hell out of your audience. So I would give this package a B minus because there's a lot of gridlock. The top three or four can make some moves. They can change lanes. They can push. They can do whatever. But back in 10th, 12th, 15th, you're stuck. You really are stuck. Now, I'll say this, many drivers and media were convinced there was no way a third lane would ever be competitive. They were wrong. Tells you that drivers don't always know what they're talking about. The third lane at times did work. Eric Jones led that third lane to the front twice. Bubba Wallace jumped up in front of there and finished that run off and actually took the lead. So it, it was difficult. It was easiest for the third lane to get disjointed and fall apart, but it was possible at certain points in the race. So I'm not going to fail this package. I'm not even going to give it a C. I think it's a B minus. My problem is that NASCAR the past few years has swung now two to two extremes with their super speedway package and has not found a way to make everybody happy because I think two or three years ago when they had the big ass spoilers, the wicker bills, I thought that was a fan. One of the best super speedway packages, mm -hmm. at least since the early two thousands, huge runs, uh, big packs, rarely freight training. Guys could make moves on their own. They maybe only needed one other guy to help push them. It was great. We had some fantastic racing, but the drivers hated it. Oh, we're wrecking too much. And it's not because we suck. It's because the cars are too many runs. We, we can't handle those big runs. It's like, 
For years, y'all were complaining about the giant bubble of air protecting the leader. We finally got rid of that. Now you're complaining? <laughs> so the drivers weren't happy with that. They've now switched to this version of a package where it's a lot more gridlock. There are some runs, but not nearly the kind of runs that you had with the previous package with the Gen 6. And now the fans aren't happy. So it's just aggravating. It's aggravating that we keep swinging both ways and we can't find anything close to a sweet spot. B minus for me with this package, it could use some work. I don't know what that work needs to be. I don't know why a third lane doesn't work. Why? Why is it the out, outside line that doesn't work? That I'm not smart enough to know why that is. They, they talked about I, it a bit on the broadcast that... The, like the, why diminish the side draft a lot. And so it makes it harder to build up that run on the high side compared to on the bottom. I guess that makes sense, but I, I feel like the bottom is where you would side draft more. Maybe I, I don't, I don't, I guess I'm not a race car. Well, in the driver, corners, but, you can't side draft unless you're up. Yeah. Top. Mm-hmm. I, I guess that's, I guess that's, I guess you're right. That is true. That's how they'd pull guys back from the, yeah. Makes sense to me, but I, like, okay, that sounds like an easy fix. feels like you just have to add like a tiny little fin or maybe expand the spoiler two inches. I don't know. Like Maybe I'm an idiot, but it sounds like that's an easy fix. Damn, Danny and Eric took all the great points. I had Sorry. all those great points. I should have made up. that my hot take, honestly. I, I forgot how passionate <laughs> but I was about I that. I got to agree with them. Yeah, I'm going to give it a B as well. I mean, like the problem was, I don't know, a lot of fans were just complaining, especially in the early parts of the race about, the third lane doesn't work, but then all of a sudden, I think, what was it, stage two or three, third lane works like a charm. When the drivers want want it to work, I feel like. So I feel like it'll take some time for them to get comfortable with this. Um, you, you know, Jarrett, you took the words out of my mouth in that earlier video this week. Uh, it doesn't matter what super speedway package you have. Like, nobody's going to be satisfied 100% or even close to it. Like, I feel like the most satisfied people get with super speedways is like, I feel like 87, 88. There's always going to be that 12 to 11% that absolutely hate it. Oh, it's not real racing. It's not this. Too many wrecks or they're too spread out. You know what I mean? Like, and also thank you for mentioning the freaking rose colored um, uh, goggles from when it comes to the early 2000s package for some of those. I like. Oh, to, it was uh, very hit or miss. Yeah. Yeah. It's very hit or miss. The well. hit but was I great think, though. The hits yeah, were but, great. Yeah. Oh, but what it oh, that's what everybody oh, remembers. It's like oh, it's like it's, that's like five hundred. Oh it's like, god! It's like pulling up an old. Uh, it's like pulling up like an old seventies or eighties Christmas album. You're like, man, they got some really <laughs> good ones on here. And then you hear like I, something yeah. from the era, and you're just like, oh, oh god, turn I think, it off. I think also a lot of uh, the the bias towards the early two thousand super speedway racing was kind of the fact that those you said rose colored glasses i think there was a little hint of a red or some eights or, or yellow 24s yeah. on there that just kept seeing victories it was a little happy with it yeah yeah I'm a little <laughs> too happy a little too happy but in conclusion i feel like this package I, I don't know i feel like the downside like what's the downside of this package i mean like okay like yeah they're they're too gridlock it is too right but trains at times, yeah it's too frank would say yeah 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 but my counter argument to that was, hey, at least it wasn't, you know, choo-choo racing. Because I didn't, they didn't choo-choo once that single race, I don't think. Well, they, were, they were side by side. Um, but yeah, uh, it, 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 I, I it guess, did get... Oh, go ahead, go ahead. I guess they, they, had, they had two sets of tracks of choo-choos, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, it was kind of annoying just like, yeah, if you were in the mid-pack, you really didn't have a shot at the victory, though. So obviously, they were going to need to make some improvements. But I'm not going to say this was, like, horrible. Like, I don't know, some NASCAR fans saying, oh, this Talladega Races package is awful. I, I, I just don't agree with that at all. It, it passes the eye test. 
we can easily say this was this was not the worst tell like we've ever seen. We can easily say oh, no. Twenty eighteen no, no. fall was the worst. This I is think. not even close to the worst. But like I said, it passes the eye test. Lots of lead changes, two wide, a little bit of three wide. All race, hey. they never trained. But if you're actually behind the wheel, you know how frustrating it was. It was hard to go but anywhere. So maybe if well, we just the, get that uh, NASCAR ignition spotter to call this race, and <laughs> then we would be getting those crazy sets. Two, 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 three. I, I don't, I don't want to be banished to the shadow realm like, like an ignition, but. I, for me, like I, I had it on that line of a C plus B minus in the sense that, like, I can't give it an F because I've watched the 2013 Daytona 500. I know how painful it is to watch oh, that race. God. I've, I watched a majority. If you go back to a majority of the fall 2009 Talladega race, where they just said, "Oh, we can't bump draft. F it. Let's train." Like <laughs> I've seen that. I've seen complete wreck fest way worse than this at Talladega. I, I, I stopped and thought about it this week when when everyone is sort of going about it and i am i have watched now 20 years of talladega and daytona racing i don't i know atlanta's similar i don't count it in that same boat <laughs> but i've seen about 20 years of this and i can firmly say this is right in the middle mediocre i guess but i'm just gonna say this i think we talked about it the the old super speedway racing from the end of the gen 6 era I had said for the longest time it was a driver issue, and I know people will still argue with me on that. It's a driver issue to me. It was because you see, you still see the dumb blocks in a. It's a, a it's a skill issue. Yeah, <laughs> that's a great point. I don't remember who, which one of you guys said it earlier, but the fact that the I think it was you, Jared, that this race ended with a bunch of big wrecks again, and it didn't have wicker bills. Exactly, yeah. like you, you, you're perfectly right. You, you're exactly they, right there. They I blame, agree. They blame the runs before. Oh, it's a giant ass runs. Well, we had giant ass runs the same way in the in a lot of mm. early two thousands races. And like Darian's video, a couple of those, uh, one of those, and then one even in the nineties that had somewhat similar runs to this. One caution free. Yeah, it, I, I think it's a and, and yes, those drivers can go just as stupid as, at times as drivers today can, and drivers thirty years before them. Yeah. Today was the anniversary of the LePage incident. You know what? I'm not hey, mistaken. Hey, you know what? I'll put it like this. It's funny you brought up the 2001 race because I saw Andy Petrie before the race started. Got to interview him and stuff. You know, so he could, uh, you know, so um, so uh, he could relive his uh, first ever win as a NASCAR Cup Series owner. Um, once I mentioned like, yeah, like the racing, the Super Speedway racing was like so much better back in the day and stuff. All he did was just like, huh, yeah, <laughs> just like yeah, like yeah. he knows. Oh, he knows. So, <laughs> you know. People thought I was nuts for it when I had said it. I, I I'm gonna say it again. That that was my favorite package. The the yeah. late Gen Six era is my favorite package. It had the best racing, crazy unsafe, and, and honestly, I don't want that racing with the next gen car until they get it safe. No, that's not, fair. Not, I don't want to see that for a while. But, I'm good. That is true. But I think that this can be improved to a point. I think that. I think it's very similar to the end of the COT or even start of the Gen 6 era. Like, if you look back at 2014-15, and it was hard unless you had a lot of support behind your line to get in front. I think it's somewhere around there. It's it's like end of Gen 6 without the two-car tandem for the most part, or sort of that gridlock that we saw in the middle 2010s. I don't think it's terrible. I think it over time, you know, this early on, like a year in, it races better than the Gen 6 did. A year in and we saw how That's that turned out yeah. So. yeah just get just get oh, the man. safety aspects and check uh but with that uh we have reached the we're gonna we're going to the end of the cup race and then get right into super chats after that but i want to talk about two things ratings from everyone else 
and ratings from all of you at home. But I'm going to first end this poll uh, since I realized we've left it on for a while. And the chat gives it a B. Yeah, no, no surprise. No surprise. Yeah, chat B leaning C. So I'll, I'll say B minus. The chat's giving it a B minus. Yeah. That's a that's a pretty confident B though. 54% out of 225 yeah. votes. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty good. All right. So we had the TV ratings this week come in, Ooh. and surprisingly, they weren't really that bad. Wow. Uh, Finally. Minus Talladega. So a lot of people want to watch that. And it, it was it was a weird technicality they added in with it, but I I mean <laughs> Nielsen didn't refute it, so we're gonna roll with it. So this week, I, I got a big ratings dump to give you here. This week we Take a, a dump for me, Jared. That could be taken oh. on so many different ways. <laughs> From Darian earlier to Eric now. We, there you we're go, just, We're just escalating, and I'm waiting God. for her. Danny, you're batting cleanup. I need you in the second half of the show. <laughs> I don't plan on it. All right. Let's, uh, let's all get this TV ratings hot fudge Sunday going. <laughs> um, oh <my>. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you got it. This race had a 2.58 rating. With 4.554 million viewers, it was a flat rating from 2022, plus 5% in viewership from a corrected 4.3 million last year, which I will also say Talladega has a history of needing to be corrected in ratings, so we might need to keep an eye on that. Uh, There were 774,000 watching in the key demo of 18 to 49, which is 17% of the total audience, down a total 7% from last year. Now, Another interesting tidbit on more of the positive side. Uh, It had an 8.78 household share plus 2% from 2022 and the highest household share outside of the Daytona 500 since two years ago at Talladega 2021 spring race. So interesting. interesting. Yeah. Is that the Chase Elliott effect, Eric? Oh, I think it's a little bit. I, I think it's also, you know, the two races that have lost, well, I guess this race technically didn't lose viewership, but the two races that have done the best year over year this year are the two super speedways. It's Daytona, which was, I think, down only 8%, whereas most other races were down like 12, 13, 14. And now Talladega, which is basically flat, if not slightly up. So I think it tells you that, you know, fans are, you know, the super speedways aren't losing viewership as quickly as some of the other tracks are because people do tune in for the big packs and big crashes. That's just what they do. But Chase Elliott returning, I think, does play a role, no doubt. I think now having an extra week to promote it instead of three days like they had before, uh, whatever, track Martinsville it was before that, I think that did make a, a difference. They were still pumping Chase Elliott ads left and right all week long. So I think it's a little bit of both. Um, yeah, did you know Chase Elliott was returning to Talladega? Yeah, if they, anything, made sure, they made sure to any, know it. If anything, this is just like the latest example of why SMI is going to turn Texas into another Atlanta and we're going to get a fourth super speedway. Uh, I I think they will. And and at this point, I can't even blame them. Like the the super speedways are the only races. And actually now I don't remember. How did Atlanta do? I'm sure it went down, but did it go down as much as some of the others? Well, it went down a good amount. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But I would say right now, Daytona and Talladega, the only two races that didn't completely tank year to year. Super well, speedways. Uh, I'm just gonna, uh, Bristol super speedway coming in 2030. <laughs> well, I, I will bring something up and then we'll go to the poll from there. Uh, but I want to bring something up about ratings overall that show kind of the hypocrisy of a lot of NASCAR fans since oh. as long Ooh. as I can remember, because I would always look on J ski. Cause I was always interested to see okay. the least watched race 
of the last 10 races, as long as there wasn't a rain out, was always Martinsville. Mm -hmm. The lowest watched race last year without a rain out, the Bristol night race. Richmond, craters and ratings compared to other races around it usually, where a race last year on Fox got like a 4 million, it'll get a 3.9. Yeah, and so... NASCAR fans can, and and I get the attendance, the tracks are close together. I understand that is a real legitimate reasoning given. But the the NASCAR fans say they want short tracks, and they don't show up. They don't watch. But then super speedways, they'll watch in huge numbers. I mean, even since the 2000s, the Talladega would be, one of the top five most watched races of the year, even when every race around it was was around the median. So I I don't blame NASCAR or SMI if they want to make a Texas Super Speedway or if they want to make, yeah. I don't know, a New Hampshire Super Speedway. I don't know. <laughs> New Hampshire Super Speedway. But, but to me, I ask, if if only a lot of diehards... They did have restrictor points. Well, if, oh, yeah. Well, yeah. Um, <laughs> so people wouldn't die. Hold on, because I don't want my mic to keep oh, sorry, dying every sorry. time we talk. <laughs> every time that that they have an opportunity bring a, uh, to bring a track back, why the hell would they bring a short track back unless it's North Wilkesboro where you get the 30-year high of everyone being like, rejoice, it returns. Uh, okay, what's what's North Wilkesboro, uh, North Wilkesboro going to look like five years from now? compared to what is Atlanta going to look like? Because a lot of diehard fans will be like, oh, Atlanta's going to, you know, it's going to die off. Everyone's going to hate it. Mm-mm. No, no. What I think is you're going to get all the people who don't watch NASCAR going, crashes. Yeah, yeah. It's also a big market. Daytona Beach, not too far from Jacksonville, not too far from Orlando. Daytona is a pretty, is a decent enough sized city. Atlanta's a big city. Uh, Talladega is near Birmingham, medium-sized city. A lot of these short tracks like Martinsville, Bristol, I guess Richmond's a decent-sized city, but Martinsville and Bristol especially, if you don't if you don't live in those areas, they're a pain in the butt to get to. I do think the bigger market not only helps with attendance, but it actually, more importantly, I think helps with ratings. Think about anytime there's a race at in Texas, Dallas-Fort Worth is often a top five, top 10 TV market for that one race. Same for, I'm sure, Indianapolis or... You name it, whatever city, if it's a big city that a race is in, that market usually is among the top 10 TV market. So I, I think that hurts. I, I, that's why I think the LA short track is, will be, will be the, th- will be the true test of that theory, Jared. Cause I do agree with you for the most part, but I want to wait and see how oh, you mean it, assume, the LA. Yeah. I call it the LA short track, auto club, short track, so, whatever it's called. Now. There, there came some stuff out and what was, I think it was Adam Stern had written an article about it had said that now it's gotten to the point where it's not, oh, it'll be a short track. It's if they possibly even keep the land anymore. They're, they're talking oh about, well, they had called it a, te- I read it was like a, a, a temporary. potential temporary short yeah, track. Temporary um, short track. But I mean, if it's a short track at all and it races once a year, that's the one I'll be really curious yeah. to see. Yeah. Because yeah. like the clash at the Coliseum, I mean, it went down year over year, but it still pulled in pretty massive ratings. And it's a short track technically, but it's a big market. So I think market has as much to do with it as short track versus super speedway. But you know, in a couple of years, we'll we'll have better evidence. I think that uh, that's honestly more of a uh, 
<laughs> that's more of a conversation we've had about ratings and brought new stuff to the table and i think we've had in a while but yeah it's a good point yeah, yeah. we did make yeah. new points this time around Woo-hoo! look at us we're making progress all right <laughs> but i think it's time to find uh find some other ratings yeah oh yes that's right it's time for the poll the famous iceberg poll on the nascar weekly podcast all right well let me pull this baby up so I asked what everyone thought about the uh, 2023, not 2013. (laughs) That's where I'm getting dyslexic today. Uh, 29% thought the 2023 Geico 500 was great. 47% said it was good. Uh, 17% said average. 4% below average. 3% bad, which means that 76% thought this was a positive-looking race, and 7% thought it was negative uh now looking at the first comment it's from spencer so positive negative or meme 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 uh xfinity race chaos but also pain personally uh <laughs> i think his I, words... I, I i i call it meme he roots yeah, for uh ryan Sieg, i think oh that's a meme yeah anyway yeah then Cup race. Other than the chaos at the end, a couple wrecks beforehand, pretty clean for the most part, plus a lot of three-wide racing in the final stage, perhaps one of the best next-gen super speedway races in these past two years. Oh, so it's just a good comment. It's just a positive comment. No, never mind. Yeah, so just Good content. All right. I'm going to read a couple of these off. Uh, starting off, top-rated comment was from Rails and Racing. Uh, saying, I personally think that this was the best showing of the next-gen car at Super Speedway so far. We oh. saw some oh. we saw some three-wide racing today, and it was pretty clean up until the end. I feel bad for McDowell, though. He never got a chance. Yeah, no. no See, I'll, I'll put the um, last, um, the 2022 fall race over this one. I mean, we were there in person, and, like, they were just clean throughout the day. It was, it was a spectacular finish. Yeah. Uh, Southern Dude put Kyle's first Super Speedway win since 2008. Incredible. So it's Kyle Petty that put mm-hmm. that. Yeah. Oh, that crazy. is, in fact, incredible. <laughs> incredible. Uh, Denny Delivers says, The outside third lane is just like my ability to be social. It's there for a few seconds, and then it's gone for an eternity. Oh, <laughs> damn. The self-roast there. Jeez, bro. Hey, you said it. Yeah. I mean, that's pretty much the life of a YouTuber. <laughs> uh, let's see. Carvana Warrior said Kyle Bush is a true talent. I'm just scrolling through. Uh, NASCAR Comparison says, I can't believe ChatGPT correctly guessed Kyle Bush to win this race. Oh, nice. Nice, nice. Good job. Does he's he think it's a re- too fast? Does he think it's a real racetrack now, Kyle Bush? I forgot to ask that. It would he. He thought was it Talladega he said that about, or was it Daytona? No, it was Talladega 2017. Yeah, okay. Uh, Connor says, William Byron out here with a solid sixth place finish. Yeah, yeah, not bad. Yeah, good job, Byron. Yeah. Sixth. Yeah. Hang yeah, the banner. Is... I mean, if that's, if that's, you know, Cody Ware, yeah, the sixth. I shouldn't say Cody Ware. Oh, now. that's JJ Yaley. I was forgetting who's in hey, the 51 now. JJ Yaley almost got a top 10, though. I mean, but he got he shuffled did. back did, to 11. Did, where did Ry- uh, what happened to Riley Herbst? Where did he end up? 
Uh, he, he got up like 15th or something. Yeah, I think he got involved in that last wreck. That would be if, if Riley Herbst was sixth, I'd call attention to it. William Byron, that's that's just called you know more than that's expected. <laughs> yeah, like we expect so, him to be good. So, so no, this is very random. Someone said chat GPT guessing uh, who will win. So I just asked a Snapchat AI who they think will win this weekend, and it said if I had to guess, I'd say Martin Truex Jr. So that's who that's who AI says would win this weekend. Just don't ask we about need, Ross we need Chastain. To, <laughs> we need to add AI to our weekly podcast. Yeah, points. Uh, yes. honestly, that would be fun. Yes, yes. I, if <laughs> if you want to ask each time, go for it. I'll, I'll ask. We got Martin Truex Jr. All right, uh, TBRNH Ford one twenty two. I am only reading this because the comment looks unfinished. I like Kyle Busch, but I love, and that's just where it stops. <laughs> I love. Yeah, it's, okay. all right. hey, very, yeah, very. It's just fluffy. a fully I, unfinished comment. I love too. Yeah, I love it. Uh, let's scroll even more. Let's see if we can get to the gutter. Uh, oh, Bob, we got there quick. The gutter comments. Jeez. Um. Okay, I'm gonna really preface because I can't read them. Uh, but they are not my thoughts. We're just getting the whole picture, even the ugly part of it. We're getting that that grime at the bottom of the frame that hasn't been moved for like 30 years. Remember, these are, as Urban Alvarado says, the bottom faders. The bottom. Oh, yeah, this is is the gutter. Uh, So one is from Ray, who says, of course, because Bubba Crybaby Wallace crashed, and little do you know. Learn English, people. What the hell? (laughs) What's he trying to say? Just the first part of it told me all I need to know. Yeah. Oh, God. Uh, Off to a great start. Dark, but NASCAR got to stop throwing stupid cautions on the final lap. I, I don't stupid cautions. What they wrecked? What do you want them to do? Just because they... he made a dumb move doesn't mean NASCAR made uh, a dumb move. It was like you a know what? Fifteen car wreck. This guy probably used to watch NASCAR when they used to race back to the line, and he misses that. You can't do that no more. Can't do it no more. I wish I want a driver to be sitting sideways in front of the finish line as they come barreling at him. Yeah, like, come on, man. There's a wreck. Yeah, I I wish we could race back to the line, but at this point, with how how these drivers are, they'd much rather probably run into somebody to get a win at this point. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I'm going to be shocked. And then the last one. Oh, no. Andrew. Single file racing, dot, dot, dot. Caution with five to go. Dot, dot, dot. Single Green, file. white, checker. Dot, dot, dot. And then all caps. Terrible. Dude, what? when was the single file race? What tell is he, he talking about? Tell me you didn't watch the race. You didn't <laughs> watch the race. Actually, you didn't watch it. The first response to him is from uh, Brandon Johnson. So if you're watching Brandon, I'm reading your comment. Yeah. He, he, just, he gave him a question. Single file? Yeah, did you watch? <laughs> Didn't watch the race. Listen, he, uh, he he watched each lane, single file on each lane. Oh, that's what listen. It was, yeah. You, yeah, you can say that you didn't like it. I I respect that opinion. Just don't lie to me. Like, my, yeah, I'm like, I'm saying single file. I might not be the brightest bulb in the bunch at times, <laughs> but I can see my eyes do work. <laughs> Support your argument with facts. Yeah, that's all we ask. Facts and logic. Come on. <laughs> But uh, that is the poll. And that'll conclude this edition of the famous Iceberg Poll on the NASCAR Weekly Podcast. Uh, Now, before we get to the Xfinity series, I'm going to address what you guys have been laughing at all night, and that is the chat. Uh, Hi, chat. 
So somebody get ready. I'm just going to start reading and give me my three minutes as I go. Um, but let's look. I at got some, you. Yeah, let's look at some of these super chats. So we got one before the show from NASCAR Sun 2414 for 10. Thank you. Uh, hey, guys, congrats on your Darlington sponsorship. How thank you. And th- yes, thank you. Uh, how many green white checkers should there be at road courses or Talladega type tracks? Uh, and the rest of them in general should NASCAR also should NASCAR move pit entry at t- tracks like Talladega. Uh, I don't think moving pit entry is all that bad. I just think that they should, I, if you're going to have any kind of practice, make me make that a mandatory thing to, uh, to try out or you like, uh, you need to know you, how you can come in. As far as green white checkers, I would say one for a road course and two max for super speedway. Yeah, I'm still okay the, with just one everywhere. I'm to the point where it's zero because some of these drivers yeah. don't know how to act. If you so. got to have one, one. But yeah, I mean, I I don't want to. I don't want to watch the end. I don't want to watch something that drags on longer than the last minute of an NBA game. Yeah, uh, it's the worst. Looking at Isaac says, "I'm sorry, I can't watch tonight. Need to study for my final exam. How dare? Oh, good damn. luck. That's right. It this. is finals. Yeah, yeah. good luck, but, y'all. Yeah, good, good luck." Uh, but we'll watch after my finals done. Congrats to the NWP Cup sponsorship. Well, again, appreciate thank it. Thank uh, you, uh, Jimmy. Thank you for the five. Uh, hi guys, that was a great race from Sunday, and congratulations on sponsoring the Cup car. And really like the look; looks good. Thank you. <laughs> thank you, uh, David Bell. Thank you for the twenty. Congrats, fellows, with a fire emoji and hundred. I love that. Yes, sir. Thank you, David. Yes, sir. I saw he also gave out a lot of memberships tonight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Heck yeah. yeah. Congrats to your uh, to your boy for being the points leader too. Yeah. Uh one of them here's from Irvin that we we kind of, we actually kind of had asked right after he had this uh, left the super chat asking uh, BJ and Matt about the, the challenging aspects of the next gen car being a small team and versus a big team world. Uh, but thank you for the super chat as well. Uh, Palm Tree eighty two uh, wanted me to ask VJ why he cleaned him out at Chicagoland in NASCAR Heat Five. <laughs> I don't think he's gonna know that. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> and then he said, "Just kidding." So pumped for you guys! Congrats. Well, we appreciate it. Thank you. Um, it. Thanks. And, and uh, I also appreciate both David Bell gifting ten memberships and Spencer being a member for twenty two months. Saying having NWP on a cup car deserves four W's and then leaves www. Thank Not. you. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> uh, need for Speed fifty three fifty three for two says congrats guys. Also praise Ty Dillon. Yes sir. I'm I'm probably didn't come on and say uh, should have been Ty Dillon. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Jam underscore plays underscore games. Thank you for the two. HMS gonna make their drivers wear bubble wrap now. We'll talk about that soon. <laughs> yeah, we'll get to that. Uh, Joseph, thank you for the five. Watching the race, having a favorite driver makes it more enjoyable, in my opinion. Do y'all like having a favorite driver or being more unbiased with how you watch it? Uh, not anymore, just because like it's it's kind of our job now to to remain as objective as possible. At least for my for me, I know Danny's a little bit different though. But yeah, uh, I I still I still call it as it is for him. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I, I enjoy being objective, but I'll no, I'll be honest, I do miss like the butterflies, the like hard to breathe feeling you mm-hmm. get when your guy's leading or in contention at the very end. Like I don't get that much see, anymore. See, so I do kind of miss that. See, see, 
I root for someone who's barely ever in that situation, so I don't really get that. So. <laughs> Your dude was leading the points until like three weeks ago. <laughs> I, 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 mean, I mean, but he wasn't winning races. Yeah, I, I guess. Well, true. I, I, I would used to say that I liked having the favorite driver to root for and having the butterflies, but I've honestly since 2018 and a lot of it's being on here with you guys and 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 being able to see stuff from a different perspective now i honestly like not having a favorite driver out there and then having like mm-hmm. my one time a year relapse to be a stupid junior fan um, <laughs> like once i a do year. enjoy i do enjoy this is why i think like sports betting could be huge for nascar is you kind of pick a guy like on from the based on this show I'm like, oh, this week I'm a Keselowski fan, and I'm watching him. I'll watch him closer than I'll watch anybody else. At Phoenix earlier this year, I was, I think I'd picked Harvick. Maybe I hadn't picked him, but I was watching Harvick and seeing him charge through the field and and track down the leaders until you know late race cautions and stuff. Like that was fascinating to watch. Again, not quite the same as Kenseth trying to chase down Chase Elliott at Phoenix in 2017, but there's something. It still gets that like, ooh, man, I'm I'm yeah. invested, and that is nice. Um, I'm gonna read a few. You're more. over three minutes. Yeah, you can do a couple more. Yeah, I'll get I'll get two or three more here. One from Jake Alcorn. Thank you for the ten. A big congrats, y'all. Big dogs going to cup racing. Uh, yeah. Love seeing y'all climbing the ladder of success. I know me and many others enjoy watching all the great content y'all put out. Let's Thank go seventy eight. Thank you. That's very Appreciate sweet. It. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. This it's been amazing. The the like excitedness in general yeah. from everybody it's it's not unnoticed at all mm-hmm. oh it's it's impossible to ignore quite honestly yeah. it's incredible i had i had trouble going right. through my notifications for that two more oh. two, i just want to get two more because both of them are first time uh guys leaving super chats as it just oh it just refreshed on me hold on i'll go right back to them uh so first off nicholas underscore seven r thank you for the 10 Hi, everyone. Hope you're doing well. Did anyone else see Dale Jr. wearing a J.D. McDuffie t-shirt on the pre-race segment of the origin of the Intimidator? Yeah, that was Yes, cool. I did. Yeah, that's pretty cool. He he probably should have uh, sat down and had a uh, public talk with his drivers like, hey, what's going on now? What's going on? We'll talk about that actually right after we get, finish up here. Uh, David Snyder, thank you for the 2017, saying, hey, crew, Henseth's legacy uh, two here from the NWP Fantasy League. Just like Eric, I too teared up in my college dorm room during his final win. Stopped watching, but y'all have brought me back. Thank you and congratulations oh, cool. on today. That's kind of crazy because that's literally what I was doing at the same time. I was tearing <laughs> up in a college dorm room. That's hilarious. <laughs> like, that's it. That's the rat. That's, he's never going to win again. That's hysterical. I, but, like, I, in a very sad way. I think it's, I think, I don't know. I think it's kind of like bittersweet. I, now, yeah. now you got me wondering how many other co- like people were, were tearing up in a I, college dorm watching Matt Kenseth Eric, win. There can't be that many of those people out there, you know? Eric, as a Dale Jr. fan, I'm going to tell you this right now. I am so jealous that your driver's last win got to be him, like just absolutely showing the best of the best he had left. Because the last win that I get to remember is him on pit road with rain at Phoenix. And well, I and it's you, nice, but still, you like, had no clue that was it. If yeah. you want to get all technical with That's it, fair. if you want to get all technical get with technical. it, technically don't, don't the 2016, the 2016 duel race, dude. I, dude, I was at the point of his career. <laughs> oh yeah, I mean that was yeah okay, that was fun, but uh, <laughs> I feel you though. Yeah, yeah, I feel you. But yeah, but yeah, I never thought about that. Now, I feel, I feel, I feel bad now. Ah, I don't but, feel I, bad. Uh-huh. No, you, you, Junior fans deserve so much better his final yeah. year. I mean, oh, 
Oh yeah, Eric. One final thing. I I remember being in my college dorm my freshman year watching Kenseth get turned by Bowman. I remember that. I I remember that. I was also in a college I, dorm and I was I, furious. I I remember uh, Kenseth coming down and getting into. <laughs> oh, excuse me. He came down. I remember me. Bowman making an aggressive <laughs> block on Kyle Bush. No, it was it was, oh. was Kenseth spotter. It was, I remember it was 90, sitting ninety percent them. I remember sitting in a garage laughing my ass off at both of them. Yeah. <laughs> As I do now. Evil. Oh, and, uh, but not. No, no, that 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 garage was the setting for a many of races watch for me. Like, I, at first, I thought it was kind of sad um, when I would bring it up to people. They'd be like, "Oh, wow, that's kind of like, so you're kind of a loser doing this." Because I'd be like, "Oh yeah, I, no, no," because I'd I'd skip my prom so I could watch a random Kansas race in 2016. Because I was like, ah, I'm, "I don't, I don't care. I I'm just gonna sit in the corner anyway and just wish I wasn't here. So I might as you well know have what? fun." This is no joke. I remember being on the dance floor um, with my friends and my dates too. And I would like occasionally look at the phone to see where Junior was running. He was running good that night. I think he finished third. I, no, <laughs> I remember. Like 16. Oh, God. I, it was 2016. Oh, okay, okay. Some races in 2014, 2015, working at a Bass Pro Shops, I'd just be checking my phone every now and again to see where Junior was at. And uh, I think one of them actually won. It was the Martinsville race. I was like, oh, oh, he held, he held off. He held off. Tony Stewart, he won. I, but yeah. Well, the last last thing, and then we'll get to Xfinity. I, we're, we're just rambling at this point. Yeah. Um, last thing about funny stories is this is post our drivers retiring or should have retired. Uh, 2019. Uh, <laughs> I, there was the Dover rainout race with Truex and Bowman and I had a final exam to go to, but I didn't want to miss the race cause I wanted to cover it for the podcast. I wanted to be ready to go. So what did I do? Did I record it? Did I get a, you know, a Twitch stream or an international stream? No, no. Mm-hmm. I turned on MRN and ran my earbuds that at the time were wired through my phone up through my sweatshirt up to my ear and then wore a winter hat in the middle of May so I could listen to the race the entire time I was doing my final exam. Nice. And you wow. Know you know what? I didn't miss a damn thing. Nice. Nice. As my grandpa just, would say, how bad you got it. That's that's <laughs> whew, that's a new one. <laughs> I love that story because it's just like, yep, I've been this crazy forever. So this is nothing new. <laughs> I'm just glad I have an excuse for it. I used to like leave family vacations or like when Kenseth won his first race with Gibbs, everyone was out at the beach with some family friends. And I left like three hours early to go to the hotel by myself and watch. Oh, and that's what God. I would do. And I was glad in that case, cause he won. Yeah. But uh, now that it's like, you know, kind of my job, I have an excuse. If someone says, Eric, like, we have this big yeah, like, dinner planned. You have to, you but have to watch the race on. Yeah. I'm like, Mom, I gotta watch the race. I, I, you like that this I moved is, out, right? This is my like, job. This is my job. <laughs> you like yeah. that you I moved me, out. That's do, a, do you want me to move back onto the couch? Yeah. Or? You want me to move back in? You want to make me? I, I remember watching. My mom a, probably does though, honestly. You know, <laughs> you know how moms are. I remember watching a Pocono race and I think it was 20. Oh, it was the 2010 Pocono race when, uh, when Elliot Sandler had his big crash, no, Kirk think... got the worst of it. <laughs> yes. Oh, yes. All, all of them. All of them got got it pretty pretty bad. But uh, I think I want to say Greg Biffle won that one. But I remember watching that one in this massive home theater of this cabin that my family had rented in Pigeon Forge that weekend. That's cool. Yeah, that's pretty cool. 
God, now I'm okay. We'll talk about we'll talk about all of our race memories after the show because we could honestly spend three hours talking mm-hmm. about race. that. Could be a whole episode. That you know, could maybe bonus content. You know, maybe I haven't done an iceberg IRL in a while. Maybe we'll just all four of us get on sometime and literally just BS about everything NASCAR we know let's, from two thousand. Let's just start. On. Let's just start an NWP Patreon and we'll just go on for hours about that kind of stuff. <laughs> NWP after dark. Exactly. Uh, but that's cool. Let's go to the Xfinity race before we close out Talladega. We un- and then we have one big story to talk about after the lightning round before Dover. Uh, but big thing to start out with, congratulations to Jordan Anderson, Jeb Burton, and everyone on that team because Jeb Burton gets his second Talladega victory and remains perfect as the only driver in the Xfinity field to have won at Talladega, which is crazy yeah. to think about. Uh, feel good stories yeah. all around, especially with Jordan Anderson, what he dealt with uh, last year with the, you know, the fiery crash and also being mistaken for Myatt Snyder as well oh by gosh. ABC News as well. <laughs> Remember that video? Unfortunately. But, nah, this is a guy who was on our show, like, I think either season one or two, and he had said on our show live that he used NASCAR Thunder 2004 to learn how to budget his team. And he, look at it now. It's paid off all these years later. He took us on a tour of his shop. So he he took us on a tour. He <laughs> was the that. first one to do that. He walked so Eric could run through the day yeah. garage. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, those good old days was, there. But no, good props to them. And really, the, the race overall is just absolutely insane. Insane wrecks. And glad I, I'm glad Blaine, Blaine Perkins is okay. I loved yeah. the package. Didn't I didn't like the wrecks, and I know I'm you have to give and take with it, but man, if, if you're going to have some, uh, I forgot who it was. It might've been junior. It might've been Stewart. I don't know who it was, but somebody back 15, 20 years ago was like, you know what? If you're going to crash, you might as well make it look cool. Yeah. And, I, uh, I, I, Blaine Perkins wreck was something. I, I'm I think it's okay. I think it was junior. Maybe after his 2010 nationwide wreck at Daytona, where he just, he got mm-hmm. spun and it flipped over. I think he said you might as well make it look cool. Yeah, and it, well. did look, it did look cool. But yeah, uh, when it comes to this race, I think the only thing we're gonna really remember back on uh, when it comes to major moments are those huge flips and hard hits too. There were some very mm-hmm. hard hits on the inside inside wall. wall. Yeah, who 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 was it that hit in the um, the six, sixty-six? So I can't I remember forget, his name. I forget yeah. who was driving it. It's not Timmy Hill. I can't remember no, his name. It was it was someone it, kind of it, unusual. It was it was funny. The one of the cars they, of that team was Buffalo Wild Wings entirely. That car randomly had the Buffalo Wild Wings on the hood. Oh, and there was also a Canes car too. Yeah, the awesome. raising Canes car. Did he get a top ten? I think he uh, did. I don't know. I mean, oh, I, I, think he, I think he finished 11th. It was really close. Uh, yeah. Close enough. He, the racing Canes car. I know he had some Canes afterwards. For sure. I was so happy. You know, going back to our racing stories, that Phoenix race that Kenseth got turned by Bowman, I was so mad afterwards that I intentionally walked to the furthest racing Canes across campus just to blow off steam. And oh, eat that's, some cool. Chicken tendies. that's cool. That's cool. Wait, no. you say third? It's like there's, there's, there was multiple? This is a Texas baby. We got Canes <laughs> out the wazoo. <laughs> <laughs> we only had one. We got tons of we got tons I, of canes, and forever it was the only one to state. I didn't know what <laughs> I didn't know what they were until like 2019. We had one in my neighborhood for years, and then in like a four year span, like three more sprouted up within 10 minutes of me. It was ridiculous. Uh, they were trying to kill me. I had to get out of there. Sorry, side note: we're on chicken. Eric, you know what Slim Chickens is, right? You had, you had it when you came yes. here. I've oh. had Slim Chickens. They're building they a about... raisin, they're building a raisin canes right next to Slim Chickens here. Oh, so Slim, we're gonna see so we're gonna sorry, see Slim. if they we're gonna see if they stay in business like that. Yeah, that that's a that is a 
like a concept store right there. That's like, the let's truth just see who truly is the most powerful. Mm-hmm. I had PDQ a couple weeks oh, ago for the first time those. ever. I love and, uh, Dexter Stacy. Uh, yes. I saw Jimmy said oh, in the okay, chat. Okay. Thank you. But Thank uh, you. you know, more important topics. PDQ, uh, <laughs> greatest chicken tender I think I've ever eaten in my life. I'm so upset that they closed so many stores, uh, at least around where I live. And uh, anyway, I went to one finally, and it was delicious. Just wanted to give them a shout out. Okay. All right. Well, there, there we'll was get, we'll get off chicken. There was an Xfinity race uh, this past weekend. Rip chicken. Chicken. There's very much chicken. That Canes car looks so good. You guys don't understand how hot hype I am. I'm a true NASCAR fan. My brand loyalty is is off the charts. It made me want Texas toast buttered on both sides. Oh my god, you're so right. <laughs> but the Xfinity race happened. We're debating yeah. cholesterol right now. <laughs> um, so, <laughs> like, what, what do we got to do to get raising Canes added on to our car? Mm. Well, I, 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 would, I would give it. I'd give them space for free. How about we start with the podcast and then move our way up? Uh, and, and when I say move our way up, I think part of it is going on to talk about the Xfinity race. Yeah, <sighs> look, I mean, you know, I love the the Xfinity series package. It's awesome. But then, yeah, one of the consequences is those huge wrecks and stuff. And, you know, one of those wrecks, though, that, um, that kind of got swept under the rug looking back now. I mean, what's going on with Junior Motorsports, man? I mean, like, that wasn't. I mean, that was just, I mean, that wasn't really anybody's fault, really. I mean, it's just the, the outside lane slowed up, and then, you know, Sam Mayer reacted, and then Josh Berry and Justin Allgaier just happened to be right behind him. So, very unfortunate for Junior Motorsports. And, you know, Jarrett said this, and this really took me back to the memory bank. He was like, damn, I haven't seen Junior Motorsports since bad, this bad since the, you know, the pre-Hendrick Motorsports uh, alliance. I'm like, oh, my gosh, when Shane Huffman, Mark McFarland drove for them, and, and, and on occasion, Mark Martin Trick Jr. Farland, my goodness. And, and Robbie Gordon, like, geez, that's a memory right there. I had to go all the way back there. But, yeah, I mean, he's right. I mean, Junior Motorsports, they've fallen off so far. It's it's a shame. Junior Motorsports, so the top four in points right now, regular season points, RCR, JGR, Colleague, SHR, and then you have Josh Berry in fifth. Uh, with a lot of top tens, seven top tens in yeah, nine races is pretty but- great. But junior motorsports though you expect them to be competing for yeah wins. but no no wins i don't think yeah i don't yeah. think a single jrm car has won yet this year and that is no. surprising i'm shocked brandon jones is as high as 14th in points considering he has i think oh one gosh. top 10 and on thank the season. you for the thank you for the poll by the way jared. thank you jared i want to say canes but why do i want to hit the meme option what is what it what what is i don't know the you meme don't know what that, that one is wait you don't know the, what the last one is I can translate it. I, I speak it at least. There's nothing to translate. No, 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 translate it. Translate. Make it better for us. I, I'm not going to say just, it. Just Google it. All right. Guys, what is this? What is happening? <laughs> oh, my gosh. Bro. It, it, it's a classic. That came up it's really, a, that, that came up way too quick on Google. It's a classic <laughs> chain out in the western part of the United States. <laughs> great owner. Yeah, impeccable. Just, just the best, just the absolute greatest man ever. <laughs> but 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 although he can he can be two faced sometimes. But, you get what but, I'm saying? But, he can't be two faced yeah, sometimes. Sadly, though, Eric, he did pass away a few years ago in a tragic yeah. accident. Guys, I saw the pilot of Breaking Bad. I don't know what the <laughs> hell you are talking about. For those I've seen one episode. For those listening, uh, because we went off on our giant ass chicken rant, uh, I, I they had me put up a poll of a favorite chicken place, and it was Cane's, Chick-fil-A, Slim Chickens, and Los Pollos Hermanos. So. Oh, I wish it would be five. You could put Cluckin' Bell. Oh, my God. What is Cluckin' Bell? Oh, my goodness. Just, it's a classic chain in the city of Los Santos. 
You don't, Eric. Come on, you got to give it the pop culture reference. <laughs> oh my gosh! Clucked and Bell. That, 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 what show have, is this that, from? That, it's in the state of San Andreas. <laughs> Just is it GTA state, restaurant? Is that what I'm looking at? Oh yeah. Danny, you played. Danny, you played GTA. What the? What everyone plays it. Of course, everyone I'm, plays I GTA. I've not played GTA. I'm, I'm not afraid to admit it. <laughs> oh my god! All right. Anyways, guys, look, why, do, race why do people not take us serious? <laughs> yeah, we're, we just got it. We're we're just about to we're oh just about god. to sponsor a car for Christ's sake, y'all. Come I'm on. crying now. God, but hey, no, look, let's hey. let's be real. This this, sh- this show is better when we act goofy at times. Yeah, I am. Yeah, I'm livid right. that. I, I love Chick-fil-A, but I'm livid that Chick-fil-A is swamping the competition yeah. right now. Yeah. Yeah. It should and be I think, I think it's mainly because I, I voted for the meme option. <laughs> but anyways, look, the Xfinity race happened. Some exciting moments. Awesome package. You know, Rex out the wazoo, but nah. Congratulations. Jeb Burton, second career win. And uh, was very surprised Austin Hill wasn't there at the end, though. You know, it was obviously involved. I'm not Rex at this end, point. But... I, I started thinking about it. And... He just seems to find a way to lose at Talladega. Oh, you know what? But, then it's just Daytona then, right? At Atlanta. Atlanta. Yeah, at Atlanta. Okay, so then two of the three super speedways. I should, that's interesting. I, should, I wonder what it is. Him. I shouldn't have picked mm-hmm. him. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, right. I shouldn't have either. Nah. All right. Well, let's get over to the last segment before the what should be second half of the show. Darian, what, what, would, that, what would that be? Oh my goodness! Yes, I I'm getting a little bit tired here, but I will do my best not to peek out the mall. It's the lightning round on the NASCAR Weekly Podcast. Jared, what do we have on tap for today? Uh, we have four things, so let me get through them real quick, and we can move to Danny's least favorite segment of the year. Uh, sorry, man. <laughs> if we're gonna act goofy, I'm gonna I'm gonna yeah. jump in. Uh, anyway. Pitbull is releasing a new album titled Track House with uh, mm. the 1 and 99 cars on the cover. And I would just say this. if, if I, I, There needs to be some point where a Ross Chastain like clip or Daniel Suarez clip over the uh, the radio or in an interview is used in a song. Oh, use the one that Suarez had when he got really excited in his post-race interview. Use that one. Yeah. Yeah, and honestly, this might be like one of the few album covers that like NASCAR fans will like go and buy like the physical copy because like I mean it's like a NASCAR collector's item basically. Yeah, I, I, feel, like. I feel like I feel like he could somehow work in take a look at what he did into there. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's uh, cool though. For you SRX fans and Alan Bestwick fans, he will stay with the SRX with ESPN. Matt Yoakum will be in the pits. Joey Logano will be in the booth for three races. DW at Thunder Road and. Connor Daly calling some as well. I'm so excited. I, I, I will be at Thunder Road. So it'll be kind of cool to be there for boogity boogity. Yeah. Uh, Frankie Munitz leads the ARCA point standings now. Yeah. He's doing his thing. Look at he's, him. he's the real deal. Yeah. Until Darian said something. <laughs> uh, and then last but not least, Sirius XM has renewed for multiple years with NASCAR, according to Adam Stern. Oh, wow. Okay. And uh, that was our very quick lightning uh, round. Dang, that was like one of the quickest lightning rounds ever. Jeez, okay. And that's doing for this edition of the lightning round on the famous NASCAR weekly podcast. And now, 
back to the show. Lightning round takes two minutes. Chicken segment, tw- 10 to 20. That's what it felt like, yeah. And I mean, right now, the poll, they're running away if the Chick-fil-A wins. Y'all but... are putting the meme ahead of Kane's? Oh, my god. Well, yeah. I mean, Eric, it's breaking bad. Come on, now. Come on. It's raising Kane's. It's oh. breaking bad. <laughs> Darian, you love Kane's. How could you betray I do. me? I do love Kane's. But Slim Chickens is a close second, though. I'm not going to lie. I, yeah, man. I, I mean, if I can get that Los Poyer Hermanos laundry mat special, man. <laughs> the blue special anyways um so anyway <laughs> you know we've had some fun on the show but you know i, I feel like it's you know we're about to no we never have very, fun we're about to get on a very serious topic now unfortunately danny uh do, do you want to feel i'm, I'm leaving the room by guys um, whoa, whoa, whoa 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 he just God. i was about to transition it to him for a second there and he just, what's, what's going on tonight? Everybody's just, hey, you know, I like this. I like this type of show. This is cool. But um, Danny, just give us the update. What what happened to Alex Bowman today? Uh, unfortunate news. They released, he's got a, what was it, fractured vertebrae or something like that. Um, he, he flipped his uh, sprint car. It's an incident where it's just a racing deal. Both drivers happened to get loose at the same time. They both met in the middle, ended up making contact, flipped, um, really from what we've seen, sprint car racing didn't look anything out of the ordinary, but you know, you just never know. Um, Alex Bowman sustained an injury during that. Um, and unfortunately he will be out of action for three to four weeks. Um, hometown boy here, Josh Berry, he's going to get another chance at another Hendrick cup car. So we'll see what he can do. Honestly, not a bad few tracks for him coming up. We're going to have Dover. Uh, we're going to have Kansas and Darlington for, uh josh Berry to run a 48 car so be interested to see how he does in those races potentially it, it's three to four so right now that has him maybe for the all-star race at north wilkesboro or maybe he's not so if he's not if he's in then yes he's he's guaranteed to be in the all-star race due to his win last year but if he's not well then josh Berry has to race his way in in the 48 may i raise an option. Could 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 we bring uh, that old guy back from Legacy and then have Barry take the 84 up for one mm-hmm. race? That's, that's a dream scenario. A, it's that's a dream not scenario. a bad idea. He, yeah. he, he's technically I, I qualified, like, isn't he? I feel like it's too soon. We're already put we're, we're already asking <laughs> but, for Jimmy Johnson but, but, back. Like, hey, listen, we uh, we got we got to make something out of a bad situation. Or, or, I would I love you. I the feel 29 you. and 48 fighting for the win one last time against each or, other is yeah. underrated as hell. Or I mean, if 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 Jimmy's contractually not able to, what about a guy who doesn't own a Cup Series team right now that also used to drive for Hendrick and has been a big part of getting North Wilkesboro back that damn. makes Jarrett very happy? <laughs> So here's my thing. Alex Bowman, poor guy, has been in Dale Earnhardt Jr.'s shadow for years. Now Jimmy Johnson's. And who did we just try to put in his car? We just put (laughs) in Jimmy Johnson's car. Let Bowman have his space. But that's it. That, you know, obviously wish Bowman speedy recovery. um, But also don't. I'd actually be be more worried about his injury than Chase's injury coming back, in all honesty, because. Uh, something in the back area could really get messed up real fast if you don't take care of that. So yeah, well, give it as much time as he needs. I'm just thinking the last time I can remember a back injury of a very prominent competitive driver um, 
and Eric Amarola fans will probably be upset at me for skipping over this one um, mm. of him, but Denny Hamlin, 2013, yep. and he was started out that year really, really fast, and then he really wasn't himself. I mean, yes, he had a win at the end of the year, but he was not really consistently himself until 2014-15. Uh, it took a while. So that that would be where I'm worried. I think if, if Bowman comes back, no matter what the condition is, uh, after Wilkesboro, I think that, well, if slash when he comes back for the 600, he'll probably have a relief driver. I, I can't see yeah, that. That's trying. a long way to go. That yeah. I mean, last year's was I, like, I want to say close to, if not over five hours. And that race has been longer than five hours in the last 20 years. Uh, Basically at this point, make sure, make sure Barry's got a, just a permanent Hendrick Motorsports fire suit ready to go at some point. But props to Josh Barry though, man, he's become the ultimate replacement driver. I mean, like, you know, you talk about season and opportunity. This is the definition of that, man. It really well, is. To ask kind of a, a longer term question on this. Does this end Bowman's playoff chances or is this just an unfortunate bump in the road? I'll, I'll go first on this because I, I said this in my video earlier today. I'm not so much worried about Chase Elliott's chances. I think he's going to get a win. It's Bowman I'm more worried about because the races that I had penciled in thinking he could win have already come and gone at this point. And it's now been over a year since he won a race in the Cup Series. So I'm, I just don't see it happening. I mean, it could. You never know. You know, you never know when someone could come out and be ready to win a race. I mean, there, there's still some tracks coming up that he's won at before, but we'll just have to wait and see. Um, but for now, I would say he's he's less likely than Chase to get a win. And I'll put it like this. He still drives for Hendrick Motorsports. You saw how good he was at the beginning of the year. Now, granted, he'll probably not be the same driver for quite some time. He was though, just but... consistent, though. He wasn't going out and getting wins. Now he needs a win. Yeah, now he needs a win. He needs a win for sure. But, I mean, I, I think he can at least still win. I think he can at least still one of these wins here. All it takes is just one win. doesn't matter what track, you know. So, um, I'm, I'm not going to say his playoff chances are dashed just oh, yet. Gosh. I mean, he drives for, drives for Hendrick Motorsports, so he's still got a shot. David Bell already out here thinking way too fast. They have Bowman retirement coming. Whoa, hold on, hold on now. No, I don't. I don't know hey, about I, all that. I, ain't he like the same age as your son? <laughs> Similar, right? I, I'll I'll say this about Bowman. I don't love his chances of winning a race. I'll say that much. But will he need to win a race? Because right now he is forty-one points above the cut line, and I know that cut line. We'll probably get a little tougher. Like they'll probably be maybe one, like an Almondinger or maybe like a, I don't know, a Suarez is currently below the cut line. One of those guys might win and vault ahead. So the, the cut line may move a bit, but he's only 41 points. I'm saying he is 41 points to the good. And at the timeline is correct. At most, he's going to miss three if, points races. If he hadn't lost that other 60 points, if I'd say other, maybe. If he hadn't lost the 60 points, I would say, no, he's absolutely not in a must-win mm -hmm. scenario. But even with the 60-point deduction, like – so, you know, let's say what's like, like who, who's, you know, Austin Sendrick is 18th in points. How, do we think Austin Sendrick's going to get any top tens in the next three weeks? No, he's probably going to finish 15th every week at best. He's going to collect about 20, 25 points per week. That's 75 points at best, which would only put him like 10 or 15 points ahead of Bowman at that point. So I'm saying, I, I you know, Bowman, if he needs to win, it's going to be tough. But I'm not 100% convinced Bowman's going to need to win. I think he'll be close enough that he could still strike on points if he's just as consistent as he's been these first few months. Well, I, I think with it, Bowman, like with that 41-point lead, 41 points is more than a winner, I think, would score if they didn't score any stage points. 
So that is not an easy task to fill even that's not an easy task to fill even for somebody say like Truex or Blaney. Um now he will definitely be outside of the top sixteen no matter what happens after this. If he's not, then they have royally screwed the pooch on it. Uh but you're you're racing at the moment Daniel Suarez, Austin Sindrick, McDowell, Gibbs, uh Busher. I, I, I I'll say the same thing I said with Chase Elliott. I, I think that those are guys he can easily beat. I think he'll probably he'll probably lose ninety points on the cut line. And if he loses ninety points on the cut line as it runs now, he'd be forty nine out, which is still within a race. Because I think he'd lose probably thirty per race for three races. Um as the ambulance comes by. A little late now. <laughs> I'm uh, here. They're almost here. But uh but I think I think he can make it up. Him and Blake Harris seem to have some pretty good chemistry. I still am in that that booth that I think the nine is, is still able if they make up points. Per they made up ten points on the cut line this week at a crapshoot track that is good for those guys on the cut line. And yeah, but Chase good- won a stage and finished second, so he he also max pointed almost. Yeah, but then he also I think finished like twelfth on the day too. Yeah, but, but what I'm saying yeah. is yeah. he'll probably run pretty well at Dover. I think Hendrick in general will. I I think when it comes to the cut line, the biggest wild card for the 48 isn't this happening. I think it's his teammate. Because Chase Elliott could win at any point and completely change where the cut line's at. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. I should have mentioned yeah. him. I mentioned Allmendinger and these other guys. I'm like, oh, yeah, I forgot about Chase Elliott. <laughs> yeah, good point. But, but yeah. I, I think I, I still – think at this point all four Hendrick cars could be in the playoffs. I yeah, it's, it's funny we're having this uh, conversation. I just refreshed the comments on my channel, and someone said, whoever thinks that Alex Bowman will not make the playoffs is a fool. Yep, I, exactly. Ooh. I agree. Well, call agree. me a fool. Then. No, <laughs> I, I think he'll make the playoffs, but it's yeah. going to be clever. It's going to be Hendrick like, Motorsports I, is I, just I, too I, good, man. They're too good I, to not make it, not, to not be in. I say this admittedly as someone who does have a 48 sticker on the back of my Silverado that I hope he does well when he comes back, and I hope he has a speedy recovery and a good recovery, 100%, but I just don't know if it's going to happen. You should donate your, your spine to him, Danny. Yeah. <laughs> Take mine. Oh. Take mine for the time being. <laughs> how how much would you support well, your driver? I'll wait. donate spinal fluid. <laughs> wait, wait, hold I'll give on. him the shirt off my back. No, I'll give him my back. <laughs> wait, let me just look this up for a second. Uh, okay, I don't think he's gonna want mine because he's six foot one and I'm like five foot eight, oh, five foot nine. Yeah, it ain't gonna, gonna help work. him much. That's not gonna work out. Nah, yeah. Gonna work. <laughs> gruesome to think about but yes wishing alex bowman uh, a quick healthy speedy recovery Mm -hmm. man it just sucks like he's he's had such a good start to the year and and, and i feel like danny i do feel for you bowman fans because you you have had the best start to a year ever and you cannot celebrate it i've I've said this before it's just my luck as a sports fan because i see the tennessee vols go number one they lose immediately to georgia titans have number one seed in the afc they lose immediately in the division round bowman number one and then penalty penalty you're injured then and then brought back up and then brought back down and then yeah like it's like you, you know how in the scene in the avengers where Hulk takes Loki and just goes up and up and up. That's what's happening to Bowman fans right now. <laughs> Real quick, do you guys think these two in- recent injuries to Chase and to Bowman will cause Hendrick to uh, reconsider 
in any way, shape, no. or form his policy. No, his he's, too no. he's too uh, chill. He's too chill. He will not do that because it, I didn't know you were chill like that. <laughs> it'll send Larson out the door. He ain't doing that. No. Yeah, it's just interesting because Gibbs is so far the opposite direction, and it's like, yeah, you know, I, I don't know. I I think it's interesting that there's just there's like a very strict difference. It's not like they're kind of similar. They're like, no, one is hard the one way, one's hard the other way. I'm I'm not gonna say that they are. We've uh, this is why we didn't have this con- the full conversation because you can just go back a couple of weeks to the Chase Elliott one and see what yeah. we all think of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I I would I don't think that he'll stop it by any means. But I do think he'll probably want like an in advance proper clearance on like okay which ones would you want just because even though the Chase Elliott one wasn't a racing injury, having half your team sit out races. After both had big sponsors sign on at different points and did big brand deals sign on, it has to definitely be, um, especially I would say with Ally and Bowman having to follow up another driver getting hurt. The sponsors, I, I will always say the positive thing out in public, but I'm, I'm betting behind the scenes. They're like, okay, so what is the deal with this? Like, explain to us why the guy we invest in is out. Not necessarily we want it stopped but just like why is this happening and will this help well in the case of bowman this is ally ally was on board with his dirt race so they really can't be the one saying that yeah Yeah, that is what makes it kind of interesting is like in a way they've also in like the sponsors endorsed they've they've agreed hey go ahead we want to be there too we'll do that oh you got hurt but i always i always just think between the people running it, seeing the bottom line and the people negotiating it, are they the same people? Stuff like that. Cause yeah. there is differences to put with different companies. I wouldn't be surprised if Hendrick is a little more strict, but it will, it'll keep going. Sim- it'll simply keep going. I think just for Larson in the I sense think, that if to keep Larson there, yeah. like, keep there's the no way. And, and honestly, this is the horrible time for him to stop because Larson's scheduled to run the 2024 Indy 500. Yeah. So, so yeah. it really, can't really, it's, it, it's, it's not going to change. I, yeah. I just don't see it happening. Plus, you know, you got too, too many other people involved with like Jeff Gordon. I think he always saw like how, how good it was for other drivers to go out and do that too. So I don't oh, see that happening. He, Hendrick barely let drivers do really anything for the longest time. And now he's just like, you know mm-hmm. what, kids go yeah. for it. I don't care. I mean, heck, he's he's fielding like getting them out there in trucks and Xfinity cars just to get more seat time. So yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, speaking but, of lower series, we do have an upcoming race weekend in Dover. Dover, we do. yes, yeah, sir. We do. We do. Just because Bowman won't be there, don't do- mean we can't. Do- watch Dover it. is like Nashville uh, light now, right? Uh, I guess. No, it's kind of I, I, I don't. Do I don't they know. have fried chicken in Delaware? I would, assume, I would assume there's fried chicken everywhere. Do we have any D- Delawareans? Dela- Delawares? Do we have any of y'all in the chat? Let me know. What's the best fried chicken I, restaurant I just, in Dover? I just searched Dover, Delaware, fried chicken, and Big Daddy Soul Food is the first one that pops oh, up. Big Daddy Soul Food. Soul food. If it's we're, got going, soul, we're going to Big Daddy's. If it's got soul food in the title, then it's good for sure. All right. Well, great. we can talk about food all we want. We got to talk about some racing here. So... Two big things to talk about with this weekend. Number one, Rusty Wallace will be in the booth. Oh gosh, he has gotten better. He's gotten he's gotten better since two thousand seven. Yeah, he has gotten better. But I remember his IndyCar days; those are funny. Also, I was uh, earlier this week listening to the teardown, 
And according to Jeff Gluck, and this is from stuff that Kyle Bush has said, William Byron, among others, uh, that Dover is the litmus test for the garage. Whoever is good oh. at Dover, they're going to view as the favorite for the championship. So very important Ooh. to watch Dover if you want to know what the teams think moving forward on who is the one to beat. Very important weekend. Wow. Yeah, and to me, mm. knowing that context makes me so much more interested. Yeah. I'm just trying to figure out why, because there's really not many tracks that are like Dover on the mm-hmm. schedule. I think let that's me go back. So let me go back to last year. If I remember, Elliot, Chastain, and Bell all finished in the top five at Dover, and they were all at Phoenix. Bowman was top five. Who else was in the championship for last year? Who am I forgetting? Well, look, Logano. Oh, Logano, the champion. He's the champion, yeah. Uh, Logano struggled. He finished 29th. I don't remember. He didn't lead any laps. Hmm. I don't remember what happened to him, but Logano must have wrecked or had an issue. But three of the four in the championship. But Elliot won. Well, okay. Okay. I don't know if I agree with the garage. No disrespect to this guy, but you <laughs> finished finish second at Dover last year. Wasn't Stenhouse? Ricky, Ricky Stenhouse Jr. Yep. I don't know nope. about that. That but seemed like a little kind of a fair, to, to be fair for him, he's really good at Bristol Motor Speedway, and they can be similar in some yeah. aspects. Well, we'll see. We'll see how it works. Well, out. you know who else was good, and then ultimately uh, got taken out right at the end when it mattered was Truex. Yeah, with Chastain. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but anyway, that's who AI picked. That's that's what Snapchat AI picked. <laughs> anyway, anyway. Uh, we're gonna add a few more. One more big thing when it comes to uh the preview this week. I just I want I want to bring this this stuff up. Um, I got a brand new weather app, and I want to use it when it comes to the the weather for the podcast because it'll actually I haven't updated it on here, but I have it on my phone, so cares. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this weekend's Cup race is the Worth four hundred. It is four hundred laps. Uh, stage lengths are one hundred twenty laps, one hundred twenty laps, and then one hundred sixty to the finish. Two o'clock p.m. Eastern time on FS One and PRN. Sunday's forecast right now has actually been changed. The high will be 70 degrees. Uh, The chance of rain is 80. But when you look at the precipitation graph that I now have for the advanced forecast, there is no rain until 3 or 4 and then no rain the rest of the day. Um, So basically they're saying it's going to rain a bit in the middle of the day. And this is the weather National Weather Service that puts these numbers out. when the race goes green at two, we're going to have about two hours of no rain, a bit of rain right at the end of the hour, and then no rain the rest of the night. Uh, so take that how you will. Forecast can change, but at this point, I'm I'm not going as doom and gloom as the rest of like seemingly everyone on NAS- NASCAR social media has. Uh, the defending winner of this race was Chase Elliott. Uh, the Xfinity race is the A-game 200. Uh, this is 200 laps. 45 laps, both stages, and then 110 laps at the finish. Uh, 1.30 p.m. Eastern time, almost almost noon Central time on FS1 and PRN as well. The Saturday forecast is looking a bit similar to Sunday. It'll be 72 and a chance of rain throughout the day, 80% chance as well. Precipitation graph for this one has it raining all morning and finishing around noon, so maybe a bit of a rain delay at the start, but nothing, no rain, honestly, it says, for the rest of the day. So I'm not as doom and gloom as the rest of them because I decided to look more in-depth about it. Uh, Defending winner of this one, Josh Berry. Armed yourself with facts. Yes. And logic. Logic. (laughs) 
<laughs> yes. And now it's time for the betting odds segment, the famous betting odds of the NASCAR weekly podcast. Let's go over the favorites for this weekend at Dover for the cup series. The favorites for Dover, Kyle Larson at plus 600, his teammate William Byron at plus 650, his other teammate Chase Elliott at plus 750, Denny Hamlin and Christopher Bell at plus 900. As for the best of the rest, I think I had Alex Bowman in there, but he's been him taken out. out. Yeah, yeah, thank you. So best of the rest, Kevin Harvick at plus 1,100, Martin Truex Jr. plus 1,200, Ross Chastain plus 1,300, and Kyle Busch plus 1,600. And as for the famous underdog segment, both Chase Briscoe and Daniel Suarez entered this weekend at plus 3,500. Those are some pretty good odds, especially for Chase Briscoe. Ty Gibbs at plus 5,500. And then this is where it gets very, very out of order here because, like, Austin Cendrick is plus 10,000. And then Justin Haley is plus 15,000. So they really don't think they're going to win. So if you want to take a risk, yeah, go for it. But, yep, do your thing. Um, but those are the betting odds. And as for the famous NASCAR Weekly Podcast Fantasy League standings, NP1 in the main fantasy league is Danny B. Wife. Good job, yep. Claudia. Good job, Claudia. She Great got job. back up there. Consistency is key. In second is Kansas Legacy 2. Third is Sean 48 and NY. Fourth is Recky is Recky Spinhouse. And rounding out the top five is your boy, Darian Gilliam, aka Black Flags Matter. And as for the second NWP Fantasy League, right now, my favorite name of them all. Oh no, we suck again. Blandy's pit crew, currently the points leader. Followed by JC underscore 43 and P2. And P3 is Darren Gilliam, a.k.a. Black Flags Matter. Uh, P4 is Vroom HMS. And rounding out the top five is 42 Larson 5. So thank you guys so much for playing. Uh, and then we have the pick points. I'm going to let you know now I didn't change the graphic because everything stayed the same except Eric, instead of having 166 points, has 182. Chat is down by five. I'm down 26 and third. Fourth is Darian, minus 28, and Danny is minus 36 in fifth. Uh, hopefully so th- ho- hopefully it's more interesting this week. <laughs> uh, I know already it is. So let's let's roll. Yeah. All right, let's do it. Let's roll. Who we, uh, who we got winning Xfinity? Eric, you start us off. All I care about is that I, about 10 minutes ago, I asked all the Delawareans in the chat what the best fried chicken restaurant in their state was, and I didn't get a single answer. Blue Dang. Jimmy fan said El Azteca near uh, the racetrack was like the best restaurant he'd been to. Mm-hmm. That's Mexican food. I looked up their menu. They don't have any fried, you know, maybe there's some fried chicken, but it's not a fried chicken establishment. So I'm very disappointed uh, in Delaware's lack of chicken sele- of chicken selection. Um, uh, no, uh, winning the Xfinity race, John Hunter. John Hunter. Nemechek. Yeah, I'm gonna be on that train as well. I think John Hunter is the best on this uh in this series, and I, I think when it comes to this track, so I think he's gonna get it. Damn, I'm I'm going with John Hunter. Oh, we, no, we're, not not a, we're not all. We're not all. Don't worry. Okay, okay, okay. I told I've you I'd a, warn you. I've got a chance to try to go for an audible here. There you go. I'm going with Chandler Smith for this one. Ooh. And the chat. Uh, like Josh Berry. Yeah, there's some John Hunters, but it looks like yeah, Josh Berry is yeah. It, it's he's got the majority. You're um, gonna have to give it to Barry, I think. Yeah, they got um, Barry on this one. Yeah, we're gonna give you Barry, guys. All right, who's gonna suck? Uh, I actually, uh, well, I was looking back at the results from last year's Dover race, and I noticed a couple of Penske drivers near the bottom, so I'm gonna stick with a Penske guy. I can't say Blaney man just lost a heartbreaker. So I'll go Joey Logano. I feel like they've been very inconsistent to start this year. 
Yeah, Logano's definitely been inconsistent. Um, I'm going to pick somebody who I think has been really good at times when it comes to running well and fast at Dover. But when you look at his overall career, he's actually been really bad compared to other tracks at Dover, and that's Denny Hamlin. I'm going to pick Denny Hamlin as my suck pick. I can't really think of like a really good suck pick, so I'm just going to go with the safe bet here. Eric Almarola, you're going to suck, as usual. I'm I'm also in that Penske uh, train, but I'm going with the easier one here. I'm going with Austin Sendrick as my suck pick for this one. Uh, and looking at the chat, we got Ty Dillon. So Ty Dillon is the yeah. Dillon. Dang, is he going to be the new suck suck guy? Ty Dillon is. Yeah, we, we, <laughs> we, we might we might have to maybe not this year because I don't want to change the rules nonstop yeah. on the chat. Uh, but maybe next year we'll make a rule that you have to pick people in the top thirty for all your picks. Or I don't yeah. know. Yeah, <laughs> um, we'll see. But moving on, moving on. Let's go to the dark horses this week. Who's a dark horse pick? Ricky Stenhouse Jr. Uh, Finished second here last year and has just been better this year all around. Mm -hmm. I I don't have his exact numbers pulled up, but uh, he's – is he top 20 in points still? I don't – it's going to take a time to pull up. He's like 13th or so, I think. He's had actually a really good year. He's he's like top 16 still. So uh, he's just better than last year, and he's historically been good at this type of track, so – uh, I'll go with I'll go with Josh Berry in the 48. Uh, I think that mm-hmm. Hendrick is pretty good here. I think that's a good team. I think Josh Berry is finally finally when he started getting it under him when it came to the cup car, he gets out of it, but he has that experience now. So I think the 48 can get a top 10. I'm going to go with Ty Gibbs. I think he's on a roll. Um, I really think, uh, you know, he could surprise a lot of people here. I mean, he's been consistently running in the top 10, but Hey, you never know with him. I mean, he's he's been pretty good at Dover in the past and other series, so I'll go with Ty Gibbs. Uh, By the way, so, someone asked me to say what I think AI would say, and they won't tell me. They're, they were they, AI refuses to tell me anything bad or negative, so I can't uh, tell you that. Damn. Uh, sorry. Oh, oh okay. Uh, my, my underdog pick, I'm going to go with a little – uh, suck it up to the crowd a little bit. I'm gonna go. With, I'm gonna say BJ McLeod as my underdog. Hey, hey. hey. Yeah. Yeah. already started it. Already started it. Nice. Uh, might as well give him the 48. Yeah, yeah they got like the 48. they got the 48. So that yeah. leaves one more left. Yes, sir. The main question, the main event, the main event of the night. Who's gonna win? Who's gonna win at Dover, Eric? He's due. It's been too long. It's a good track for him. I don't have the numbers pulled up, but he led laps here last season. Martin Truex Jr. True X. I wrote it T R O O X. True dash X. It's his first win. Uh, that I think that'll be a solid one. But I'm gonna go with a bit of a safe pick. Uh, there's a reason he was so high up in the betting odds. There's. Uh, proof of how fast he's been at this track in the past i'm gonna give kyle larson on this one yeah i'm gonna go with the the safer pick here i mean has the best odds plus 600 kyle larson it's a no-brainer here i got some catching up to do so gotta play safe sometimes that's a good pick that's a good pick but hendrick currently has two guys that will need the window right in one of them is out can't do it for a while the other one's in I'm going to go with what it looks like the chat is saying. Oh. The nine of Chase Elliott is going to yeah. win this weekend. Uh, they're going yeah, nine. I mean, yeah, they're going nine. Wow. Chase Elliott. Okay. 
Okay, Chase Jason. Elliott gonna pull it through. He's gonna get that first win back to back seasons here. Damn, we didn't even need a poll. That was quick. You, you know what quick. it means for me though? Thank God. Instead, I don't what? have to parse through the super chat audio when I go back to get the Spotify version and the audio version go. up. So <laughs> thank you, chat. I appreciate it. The true winner here is Penzi, who said uh, Gus's fried chicken. They found that in Delaware, but says it looks pretty run down. Isn't Gus's, that a chain? That's a chain. They had that in Knoxville. I think that's oh, a okay. chain. Come on, Delaware. All y'all got our ch- Oh, that's fine. Whatever. I'll take what I can get. I'll, I'll go to, what was it? Big Daddy's Soul Food. I'll go there. Yeah, yeah that yeah. sounds good to me. I like that. Well, let's run the end of this baby out. I want to look at what everybody has been saying in the super chat uh, bar here. And I'll let the, I don't know. Uh, how about this? I, I, I had put up the, uh, what do you call it? The finishing results from Talladega. We all know what they are at this point. Yeah. I'm going to give you all for the rest of the show. Uh, well, half of it at least, the points. So you can see where your favorite driver's at, either good or bad, and then we'll show you what else we got coming up. But Super Chat-wise, Jimmy, thank you for the two. Uh, how much was it sponsor a cup car? No, no, no. No, no, no. No, no, talk. Can't, no can't say. Um, a Prada, thank you for the 50. Going back to Dega, the biggest problem with the package is that if you're not in the top six, you cannot make moves from the back of the pack. If you're running 26th with 25 to go, you were not moving forward. Not good if you can't move up. Uh, Brad Keselowski yeah. ran into that a lot during yeah. the race. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's very true. They uh, The couple times they got a third lane going, you could kind of try something, but it was it was few and far between. Uh, Matthew. Thank you for the two new fan Dover was going to be my first race, but rain don't hey, go anyway. Yeah, like, just go. Like yeah. if, if you have tickets, if you have a hotel, if you have any of that, just go never. I, I, I keep saying this over and over again. I'm a broken record. Never underestimate NASCAR's ability to get a race in. Yeah, they, they, they trust me from the contrary to what some people think they, they want to get the race in ASAP yeah. <laughs> by any means necessary. Uh, Marky Mark. Thank you for the two. Howdy gents. Howdy. 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 How's it going? Right, I'll say, oh, wait, hold on. I'll say like the do in a Dollywood train. One, two, three. Howdy. Hey. That's how they say it. <laughs> Antar Das, thank you for the five. Uh, whenever we get to super speedways, I get nostalgic for tandems. I know it's not popular, but it's interesting to see coopetition, like DW says. No, that's funny. Looking back, because at the time, so many people hated it at the time. Now people are nostalgic by it. It's I, I, can, I can give you uh, one or 88 reasons why. <laughs> um, I, I, I fell into that, though. Uh, Rowdy8 underscore diecast. Thank for the two. Common KFB and RCRW. Yeah, that's what it's starting to feel like. Yeah, common. Ooh, this is an interesting one. M. Martin oh. fan for life. Thank you for the five. Hot take. Kyle Busch wins the championship. The first time. Ooh. The first time for the eight since Joe Weatherly. Oh, yeah. That, oh, that would be something six, D.I. never did. Yeah, 63. Since 63, I think. Yeah. Uh, it's nothing. Thank you for the 10. Uh, what is the most iconic paint scheme from the 2010 to 2023 era? 2010 to 2023 most that's iconic the, that's too big of a range i would say more like give us 2010 like the 2010s well, let's, well, let's if, follow it let's let's go with the prompt for giving look okay if, they, they didn't I'll, pay for the prompt <laughs> i'll go with kyle bush's m&ms because that was just you know it was around it was the most consistent so that's what i'm gonna go with 
It was, was what were the years? 2010 to this year. I'm going to go with one that people are not going to miss for a while, but are going to view as iconic one day. Scallops. Oh, the Sunny D's? Oh, Jared, what? That was in every oh. single year of those, and it was not yeah. a bad scheme. People just bitch and moan yeah. because we're not changed. We're changing too many schemes every week. Why is that saying <laughs> the same now? Like it's not. It's not the worst, but it's just. I don't when know. you okay, think I, of a, this era, you're gonna th- that car is gonna come up. That, no, that is true. I'm gonna go with the this GoPro car, Sunny D car, something like that. I, I'm, See, I would want to. I would want to say Jimmy Johnson, but. I feel like he had too many different schemes during that period. You know, I, I'm actually going to say one that might be, might be a little bit more <laughs> odd, but it was on both the last stages of the COT as well as the Gen 6 for a little bit. But Carl Edwards' Affleck car stands out to my memory. Uh, yeah, that's a good, good one. one. Yeah. Uh, and then he also says, side note, congrats on the sponsorship. I've watched all... Uh, I've watched all of you for a long time, and it's super cool to see all your hard work pay off. Thank, Thank you. you. Appreciate it. Uh, jam underscore plays underscore games. Thank you for another two. If there's a hole, there's a goal, Ross Chastain. <laughs> oh, <God>. mm. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, the, Dom, <laughs> the Dom Goblin, thanks for the five, was so happy I went to this race. Ticket, flight, alcohol was paid for, left Ohio that morning, and came back the next morning. Best 24-hour trip, KFB. And, Damn. <laughs> I'm going to read the one y'all laughed at earlier. And the Dom Goblin also says, for two, popped my Bucky's cherry, if I'm allowed to say so. <laughs> oh, my God. You, you're allowed. You're yeah. allowed. I'll <laughs> allow it. You, you paid. God. Uh, Jordy PJM, thank you for the five. Should not have made a 23 plus 12 plus 48 my three faves. Bubba Wallace and Ryan Blaney already so unlucky. So Bubba dumbly triple blocks his BFF <laughs> and AB's penalties and now hurt. Oh my God. Damn, that that's sucks. all bad. That's yeah, all that's bad. Yeah. Uh, JC1424, thank you for the two. Highlight of the yeah. week, in my opinion, is JRM doing their thing. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's their new thing now. Uh, Daniel, thank you for the five. AB's season hasn't been too great. Aside from Auto Club, he's been running mid-pack but finishing well. That's mm-hmm. what counts, but RCR is lacking speed. Yeah, I mean, they still got some work to do. Yeah, well, and I mean, I mean, you can make the case that maybe you know, Blaney and them didn't wreck with Bush really, really have won that race, but well, I mean, I, I think they still we, got some work to do. I think where you can see the speed versus results is... Kyle Busch gets the results. Austin Dillon runs the card to the speed it's at. Because Austin Dillon's having a, a lesser year than he usually does have. He's oh, not like way lesser, yeah. Yeah. So I I think I think that is accurate. Uh it's a matter of if they gain speed now through the year. Uh A Prada, thank you for another fifty. Holy crap, I did not realize. Uh I apologize it took this oh, long. Wow. Uh, if you cannot get to the front from the back of the pack in twenty five laps, the package sucks. Look at all the good plate races from 2000 to 2012. Drivers would hang in the back until 20 to go and make their run to the front. Can't do that with this package. Yeah. I think, mm-hmm. that the, I think the, the other way to go about it, too, is like we talked about, uh, there were a lot of races in that 2000s range. And I'm, I'm not saying this is a defense for the package. I'm just saying to keep the whole picture, there were a lot of races pre-2000, 
honestly, pre-tandem racing and, you know, coming up more in 2008 that were very, very spread out at Daytona and Talladega and modern fans would have probably an aneurysm over. Um, (laughs) I mean, I'm sorry, put on the last half of the 2004 Daytona 500 to fans who have come in the last 10 years. And I don't think it would be pretty to see what they think. It's bad. Uh, Bruce Morgan, thank you for the five. Are you guys 21st? Let's see. I don't know what this is, um, but I appreciate the five. I saw, yeah, I saw it earlier. I don't know what the, I don't, I didn't get the reference. Yeah, and I feel I, bad. I'm, I'm probably well, too can, young. Can, can we read it? Because I always want to hear it. I, I don't know what I'm saying. That's the problem. Yeah, I'm always <laughs> afraid to say things on the yeah. internet that I don't understand. <laughs> yeah, I was very careful about the los pollos hermanos. You, you, I didn't usu- know what I was watching. Usually, into. usually Bruce isn't saying anything bad, but I just, I again, I'm. I, at least when I say something off the cuff, I know what I'm saying. <laughs> um, but I appreciate it, and I will look it up and uh, say it next stream I'm on, uh, it, you know, after I do my research. I'm sorry. I'm, I, I probably sound like such a nerd saying this. Um, Max, thank you for the two. Wait, it's all super speedways? Always has been with the water gun. <laughs> <laughs> uh nascar underscore bluey underscore taco box uh 924 or two go team darian for monday night race i racing versus michael Mrutz. oh yeah speaking of which i gotta get my charger repaired so i can still race that so <laughs> uh napa racing van 927 thank you to the five nascar patrick star oh so this is the thanks i get for working overtime fans overtime Yep, you got it. Uh, Alex, thank you for the five. Uh, just noticed the Bowman sketch in Danny's background. I'm both, yes. I'm both glad and humbled to see you all enjoy your stuff. Congrats on the Darlington gig. Yeah, yep. thank is, you. Is that who drew it? Yeah. Okay, mm-hmm. I really appreciate it. It's really cool. Yeah. Thanks, man. Yeah, that was really awesome. Oh, crap, it just redid it. Hold on. We got a lot, so it actually completely reset itself again. So I gotta scroll. Oh my god, we're gonna have to we're gonna have to start get, getting some giddy up here. Uh, mm-hmm. Chris, thank you, for, Chris McIntyre, I should say, thank you for the five. Go to Dover, feel the speed, love the roar of the engine, sit high in the grandstands, watch the multiple grooves in the turns, cars coming and going. I, I might use that if I make like my own little custom Brist, uh, Dover ad. Almost said Bristol. I'm off um west hunter thank you for the five congrats on getting on a cup car at darlington managed to get a die cast and get tickets to see the car in person that's legit i love to hear that nice thank you thank you uh twin spinner thank you for the five hot take josh barry wins a cup race this season before alex bowman or chase elliott (laughs) Oh, Danny's crazy. eyes lit up. That'd be crazy. That'd Whoa. Be crazy. <laughs> He's getting I'm, a lot of chances I, at it. I mean, it's too late now, but imagine if he would have won in both their cars. <laughs> Damn. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Austin Blancet, thank you for the five. I remember episode one. Guys, I'm so proud of all four of you. I uh-huh. thank you for giving me this awesome podcast every Wednesday night after church for me the heart oh thanks thank you thanks yeah. for watching and listening thanks man long time viewer uh is austin i reckon i recognize his name as soon as i saw it before i read it but <laughs> long time viewer of the of the show 
a Ross Crash Stain for five. I turned down Homecoming King to go to the local short track. Don't regret a thing. Wow. Nice. <laughs> That's what's up. <laughs> uh, let's see. Jay Fendi, thank you for the 20. Uh, had so much fun at Dega, at the Dega race on Sunday. Was great zooming in on the cars with my Nikon bridge lens and seeing Darien pre-race. Also, <laughs> also feels like I definitely used the Dega race to procrastinate on some aerospace finals. Wow. Oh, yeah. It's some very Wait, serious stuff. Who are you, Josh Dobbs? <laughs> I just, I gotta say, wow, that's... That's what's up, though. That's, that's, pretty, that's pretty legit. Uh, pretty legit. Uh, Dominion, 42. Thank you for the five. Uh, this weekend was full of hard wrecks in all three races. Just a reminder to never let your guard down with Talladega. Also, JRM and Cup with Barry soon. And, and that's his first super chat on the channel. That'd be cool. Yeah. If there's anyone that JRM should go with, I think at this point, I yeah. would say him because mm-hmm. I don't see all guy or leaving Xfinity. No way. He, he's had a chance up there. Yeah. Uh, Andrew Meyer, thank you for the five. Fun at Darlington. Sees daily down first car. Hmm. I'll check out this podcast. The podcast. Chicken. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know. <laughs> Uh, Gotta find some good fried chicken in Darlington, and not yeah. Bo. All right, hot take: I think Bojangles chicken is not good. I'm sorry. Oh, oh it's wow. good. And and then might be fighting words in Darlington. I know, yeah. I know. Yeah. I mean, it's it's affordable. I'll give you that. Uh, I will give you that for sure. But it's just, ah, it's not I, good. Uh, if, if you want affordable, ooh. you can just get KFC. Let's put some steaks to this. <laughs> See what I did there. Uh, okay. If Eric's pick doesn't beat all of ours this week for Cup. Eric has to put a tweet out of him eating Bojangles. Hey, I have to find a Bojangles. I don't have oh, in Darlington. Oh. In Darlington, when we're okay, all okay. Oh, that way, we're all well, in I, person to see. I it. had Bojangles a couple weeks ago. It's not terrible. It's just not. It's, it's not. It's like, not the best. Not we're, we're not even saying you have to get chicken. You can just go get a biscuit. Yeah, we're yeah. putting steaks to this chicken. You can try their fries. Mm. Their fries are really good. Their fries were good. And, the and, biscuit and, and, I got and, was good. And see if they'll make a steak for you. I don't know. Maybe they have like a good sandwich. They have a good sauce on their sandwich. Because like I just got some chicken tendies the other they, day. They they have just recently brought it in a chicken sandwich, so you could try to. All right, I'll try. Maybe the chicken was just a little dry. Maybe I just got a, it was just a bad day. You know, you catch these places <laughs> on a bad day sometimes. I, I feel like they've they've gotten spicier than they used to be. Yeah. Well, uh, we're on a good day right now, and I want to keep it going. So let's look at uh. Eric. Yeah, let's talk about let's talk about more chicken. Eric, I I think is Idsmo and has a nice little otter. I think that is as his profile picture has been a member hmm. for a month uh, saying, I think Bush won because he didn't block uh, Wallace. Maybe yeah, he let, yeah. he let Wallace kind of go. go. Yeah. You know, funny thing. Uh, I believe it was the 20, was it the 2020 race? Yeah. The one that we had went to at Talladega where Denny Hamlin won. Denny Hamlin fell back to like fourth on the final lap and then drafted his way back up because he didn't block did the same thing in the 2020 Daytona 500. It's almost like there are times where paying it forward to yourself does work. Patience is it's a virtue, man. Yeah. Uh, a Prada, thank you for another five. Can someone at Fox or NBC please hire Alan Bestwick for the 2025 TV deal? The man is an all-time great NASCAR broadcaster. I think ESPN might have him locked up again. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, he 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 knows he knows they'll take care of him, so. Uh, let's see. 8-Bit Ghost Ripper Dragon. Thank you for the five. Hot take. 
McDowell has the best scheme this week, or you're wrong. Uh, the Jarrett 44 UPS throwback vibes. Uh, race the party bus campaign for y'all scheme or bust. Oh, race the, yeah, race the bus. Uh, kind of like no, race, race the bus. Everyone race wants the to truck. drive the truck. Yeah, race the truck. Hey, oh, I'm gosh, literally right. seeing a bus driving around Bristol Motor Speedway up against the the wall at, at, at the top speed it can go. So well, I've seen pretty much the party bus. Didn't they have a semi-truck race at Bristol a couple years back? Yes. They did. Yeah. yeah. Man, I wish I would have saw that. Uh, Alex Luft, thank you for the 10. Congrats on the sponsoring of the 78 car. I'm going to Darlington's race May 14th. Am I able to meet you guys? And if so, how can we meet? And do I need a pit pass to do it? Uh, no, Darlington will be out in the fan zone. We're trying to figure it out exactly. We might be somewhere very official. We might just be kind of winging it. Um, but we'll let everyone know here on YouTube, Twitter, all social media uh, in advance. We're still trying to figure that out. But it'll yeah. be all of us, uh, Garage Guys. I think Scene Vault might even be there. Uh, and we're hoping to get Matt and BJ uh, out as well. So it's going yeah, to be a herd with they're, lots of stuff to give away. They're bringing us in by helicopter, I think. So we'll just watch that. We'll be flying right in. <laughs> yeah. Darian, you'll be happy that Mr. Houston's going to be there. Yes, I will be yeah. happy. Yeah. That's so, OG. So- so OG Houston, w- w- watch, yeah. watch, watch for a helicopter to come in and run it right after they're taking us to be inducted into the NASCAR Hall of Fame. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> All the way. Uh, Smokey Bandit, thank you for the two. Not going to lie, Canes is mid. Don't at me. Oh, okay. Well, that's your opinion. You've, you've obviously never had your Texas toast buttered twice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Homie ordered only the coleslaw and said, this is it. <laughs> yeah, this is it. Oh, uh, Roll and race news two three four five. Thank you for the two. Uh, no zoom lens plus never played San Andreas equals banned. Eric. Yeah. What the <laughs> hell? What the hell? I, I have a rough show tonight, y'all. Between the dumping and between the chicken. Yeah. <laughs> uh, random guy named Hunter for five. Thank you. I uh, don't know if you talked about it, but what are your thoughts on Hamlin's mid-season tournament bracket idea? So I've actually seen quite a lot of people talking about this. And while I don't know if NASCAR needs to go down this route, it's fun in theory. And I've seen some some of these brackets come up. It's kind of interesting to just play along with it. It's the future playoffs. I'm scared that that's the case. <laughs> it's the future playoff system. Well, if, 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 if we're talking about it like a, like a dash for cash kind of deal, sure. But Danny, don't you know it's new and innovative? Yeah, this is what the fans want, right? <laughs> the thing is, I, I like the idea, but I'm scared to implement it because, you know, NASCAR, Talladega, you what, idea, we, yeah. what did we see earlier? 17% of the Talladega viewers were under the age of 50. I, I It's kind of stereotypical, but in a lot of cases, it's harder to teach, you know, these guys or get these guys, older fans on board with some dramatic change like that. It's just going to be another gimmick amidst a long line of NASCAR gimmicks. And I just have a feeling it's it's – there's going to be a revolt rather than support for it. So I don't know how I feel about it. I like the idea. It'd be fun, harmless, something interesting, but I, I don't know that it would catch if, on. If we're talking about like a cash incentive, I'm okay with that. But if we're talking about you want to determine something with this, no. Yeah. Uh, Jimmy leaves a $5 super chat here. Uh, fun fact, although I don't think this is all that fun. Uh, did you know the last time a NASCAR driver got an injury a year in a row or in the same season is Dayhorn Hart Jr. in 2012. Oh, a fun fact. Yeah, I know. But yeah, no, that's interesting. Oh, yeah. Uh, it's nothing. Thanks for the five. I just asked Super uh, Snapchat's AI who will win. 
It gave me a local restaurant recommendation. I've lost all faith in um, AI. It sucks. I need to try that did, AI Did it at least give you a chicken restaurant? Uh, that is unclear. Uh, Need for Speed 5353 says, Royal Farms has the best fried chicken in Delaware. Okay. Oh, there we go. I didn't see that comment. All right. Confirmation. Nice. Ooh, thank you. Uh, Rowdy8 underscore diecast for five. I go to the University of Maryland and am taking my roommate to his first ever NASCAR race this Sunday at Dover. Hopefully the rain holds off. Stick it out of your hand. Nice. Yeah. Hopefully it holds off. I see Eric talking about Culver's in the chat. Yeah. I've not had their chicken, but they, their rest of their menu is pretty hmm. great. My my Snapchat, I, I just asked it recommend me chicken. Recommended Zaxby's. Being kind of meh with that one. Yeah. Zaxby's is okay. Zaxby's fine. Uh, let's see. Eight bit Ghost Ripper Dragon for another two. Uh, where are y'all's driver flags in the backdrop? Hmm? Driver flags. Driver flag. I don't. Have... I don't have driver flags. Sorry. You don't. I used to have a Daytona 500. Kenza flag, it's not, it's gone now. I don't actually know where it is. It's in a box. I got, I got die cast in the back at least. I got, I got checkers. Uh, Ross Crash Stain, thank you for the five. Are we really not going to mention the Victoria's Secret truck and the positive <laughs> slash backlash oh. on that? Uh, go ahead, Darren. I, I did, go I, no, I like I, it. I, I did my video. Wait, what'd you say, Jerry? I said, go ahead, Darren. What do you think? <laughs> I love it. Well, I mean, like, I mean, it's cool. I mean, it's cool. I mean, it's a new sponsorship opportunity. It's a new sponsor. I mean, definitely be appealing to a lot of women out there too. And also, I mean, well, technically, Tony Breidinger is a Victoria's Secret model. Technically, I guess you could say. So, well, I mean, it's cool having a model race. Look, I'm I'm just gonna put it like this: every married man or man in a serious relationship, and if they're NASCAR fans, they've probably been took into Victoria's Secret many times. And you just have to stand there and let, you know, your significant other go get the underwear they need. That That's what uh, it's there for. It's a company. That's what they sell. Underwear. I just stand awkwardly at the, I, what I do is this. Hold on. I'm going to, I saw this meme yeah, on Instagram. And I, I'm gonna show I, you what I, I go to my phone. That's what I do. No, I go to go, my phone. What you do is you go to the weather app and you just go. <laughs> and you just act like you're doing something. Yeah, like you're doing something, so you don't feel as creepy or whatever. Yeah. By the way, that uh, that weather app, I have like all the next 25 or whatever races or 20 races, mm. however many it is. <laughs> so I'm always keeping an eye out on what the weather is looking like in the future. Sure. I'm always watching, Lazowski. <laughs> always watching. <laughs> all right. Um, let's get back to the super chats here. Uh, Jimmy, thank you for the 10. Weather update from the Weather Channel for this Saturday is overcast with rain showers at times. I-73, winds south at 10 to 15 miles per hour. Chance of rain, 70%. This is your local on the 8th um, at 932. <laughs> um, <laughs> Miles, thank you for the two. Thoughts on Hamlin's midseason playoff format? Well, we gave that. Uh, Groovy Goose, thanks for the two. Eat your heart out. Dynaco, awesome stuff, y'all. <laughs> thank you and it just reset on me again okay got it back uh joseph knuckles thank you for the two you guys should take part in the mid-season bracket uh i think it's i think it's late Same. too late for yeah, that at this point too late. uh but yeah spam always watching in the chat if you want always watching uh <laughs> jimmy thank you for another 10 for sunday weather forecast periods of rain high 69 degrees fahrenheit Wind southeast at 10 to 15 miles per hour. Chance of rain, 70%. Rainfall around the quarter, uh, around a quarter of an inch. So maybe a doubleheader on Monday. 
I I still think they're gonna get at least one of those. Yeah, yeah they'll get him in at least one. For uh, sure. Checks underscore mix underscore ninety seven. Thank you for the five. What racetrack that NASCAR has never been to? Would you like to see any series go to? Oh, it hasn't been to. That's difficult yeah. because we're they've we're been to almost all of them. We're NASCAR yeah. normies. It's hard for us. Um, been to Sebring. Damn. Mm. Um, because maybe I, Silverstone. Maybe Silverstone. Because <laughs> maybe. because Sebring has, I think, from like so I talked to uh, IDK player about this, and he's been around there and knows a lot of people that have been to Sebring, and I guess it has the same kind of atmosphere with a Florida flair as Road America, and I loved being at Road America. <laughs> That'd be yeah, cool. Yeah, cool. I'd second that. I would say... Actually, hold on. I would say maybe the Xfinity Series VIR, or have they ever raced there? I don't think so. Yeah, let's let's send the Xfinity Series Virginia International Raceway. Yeah. Uh, last two here, both from Antar Das, both for two... Uh, the first one is Eric. You don't know what good fried chicken is. Oh, damn. So uh, to answer that, I had to put my my tier list, and I, and I don't want to go there. I could go down six, seven, eight, ten slots. I just gave my top four: my Mount Rushmore, Canes, PDQ, Chick Fil A, Slim Chickens. That's I, a good I think list. That's I think that's a solid list. That's a pretty good list. And hey, I just want to defend Eric and really everyone on this call. We we have went to Hattie B's in Nashville. And we all tried their hottest chicken before. Oh, I yeah. love their hottest chicken. Yeah. You need to go back you, wait, there. You, you love their hottest chicken? Yeah. Just put some ranch on there and I'm good to go. It's chicken. I don't remember. I don't remember. The, hottest, the hottest one. Yeah. I I thought it was good. Yeah. The one that was like borderline black. Yeah. It was so dark. Yeah. I'm serious. I think I finished it. I think I finished it later he, that he night. He did. Yeah. He did. <laughs> yeah. Because I like took a oh, bite. I, I like had some on my fingers and like and took a bite of it. I'm like, nope, I'm just going to drink the whole night instead. I, I'm going to sit with up, slap and drink all night. <laughs> I grew up on hot fries and Takis and stuff, so I love the, I love the hot <laughs> I just, I'm not going to say what it was because I don't want to drag slap into it all over again. But if you all remember the little incident at the table when I pointed out who slap was. Oh, I remember that. <laughs> oh, yeah. He got so mad that. at me. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I don't blame him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't blame him either. Um, so, hey, sign. So, so I just want to point this out. Claudia mentioned earlier there's a PDQ one hour away from Darlington, so we should go for a road trip. Oh, yes, sir. Hey, yes, sir. Okay. Right. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Uh, Antar- no, no, Noah, you're invited too. <laughs> Antar Das also says for two. Eric Kane sauces carries the entire business. Yeah, and my response to that is, is why is that a problem? Like, it is is really good. Like, I mean, think of a Big Mac. What, what what makes the Big Mac the sauce? Yeah. It's part of the experience. It's a huge part of the experience. I don't know. Exactly. I, I don't like McDonald's and their microplastics. Uh, okay, <laughs> but, but still, that's what makes the Big Mac. It's the sauce. <laughs> all right, last super chat here for 20 from Mother of All Icebergs. So thanks, Mom. Uh, <laughs> Eric just needs some Culver's. I would love yeah. some Culver's. Bring it to Houston, please. Hey, <laughs> we've got it. In, we've got it here. Yeah, oh, there's one in the Tennessee. woodlands, I think. I think I've seen a Culver's. It's like an hour north. It's just so far out of the way. It's in such a random location. I I got Freddy's around here. Does anybody else have Freddy's frozen uh, custard? Uh, there's 
No, we there's, got one. There's some nearby. Yeah. It's, it's the yeah. red. It's it's like Culver's, but red <laughs> instead of blue. I don't think it's quite as good, but it's it's pretty good. Eric, come to Tennessee. We have like everything all around yeah, us. They just keep building. Pretty much. Like the, I love that. Like, by they're, the way, they're, I a, they're building a Costco here. By the way, I found out what building they're building right across from my apartment. What? It's another freaking Publix. <laughs> Oh, perfect. Another one. Yeah, it's yeah. like a mile away. It's, it, yeah, it's, it's only like hey, five I, minutes. I don't care because you know what it means? It means I don't have to drive anywhere. I can just yeah. walk yeah, across the street. Right you literally, literally walk your groceries over. You probably just push a cart across the street. <laughs> it's perfect. It's perfect. Uh, then well, I, we got, then we I'd got, look got, like I was straight from Rockford. Uh, yeah. We got one more super chat. Just take it back. Uh, Antar Das, thank you for the five. Popeye's chicken doesn't need sauce. Cane's need sauce all the time. Cane's chicken is bland. Yeah. Yeah, but they give you toast with your uh, and yeah. crinkle cut fries. What kind of fries do you get at Popeyes? I don't even know. Popeyes uh, the, chicken is what, pretty what is good it? though. Oh, what is the fries called? I don't know. I, they're good though. They're good. Though. Popeyes <laughs> chicken is not bad. I'll All right. give you that. Alex oh, Luff, thank you for the two. I call McDonald's mix McDumpster. And we end with a a dump. There we and go. We end with that. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Holy crap! Are we doing with super chats now, Jared? Uh, Jesus, a step down. Can, can can we go home now? As as, <laughs> yeah, let's as, get out of here. Hold on, and then Marky Mark for two. Oh my God. Zaxby's. I like Zaxby's. I do. I do it's like, not as good yeah. as Cane's, but it's, I mean, it's I, I mean, I'll, I'll eat Zaxby's. They got they got some good food. When so. I lived in Florida for six months, they didn't have Cane's. They didn't, I just I went to Zaxby's and mm-hmm. I lived. I survived. Just, just don't just don't axe the chicken. You know I'm just. <laughs> These super chats keep the show going. <laughs> Literally. I, 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 one last note about the chicken places, Eric. You might like this. Next time you co- go to a Slim Chickens, get the get the chicken and waffles, but get like a spicier chicken and like get it tossed in like a sauce. It's a pretty good combination. Yeah. So around here at the Slim Chickens down the road, uh, it's a Texas waffle. So I think that's a nice little, little <laughs> Is it like twist. The, the, the shape of Texas. Yeah, that's a big wow. thing down here. You go to any hotel with like a continental breakfast around these parts, and it's a Texas shaped waffle maker. <laughs> How do they celebrate the Alamo? They remember it. Never forget. Never forget. <laughs> Never forget it again. But come and get it. What was it? What was what? The Alamo. You already forgot. Yeah, bro, we already, bro, I'm so I'm so tired, bro. I don't even know what's going on anymore. To be honest with you, I'm pretty I, sure there's a Zaxby's across the street from the Alamo. It's like right in the center of the <laughs> city. <laughs> Remember the, the Alamo Zaxby's. Urban Alvarado <laughs> in the chat says General So's chicken. All right, uh, another one, uh, another one. Oh, oh Spencer. <laughs> Ooh, Fuddruckers is decent. I do like Fuddruckers. I've never ate at a Fuddruckers. <laughs> oh, Fuddruckers is, is solid. Spencer, thank you for the 20. Forget the chicken. Give me burgers and fries all day. Okay. okay. What, what, where is your favorite place for a burger and fry? If you just had to pick one place. Me? Oh, man. Fuddruckers is up there. I'm not a big burger. Like, I like burgers, but it's rare that I crave a cheeseburger. I'm sorry. I got to go with. I got to go with over the summer when my parents make burgers just like on the grill those are uh, or my yeah, grandpa a good so good homemade much, burger so much that, that's that's different though because you really get the smoky flavor from the grill that way it doesn't clog up my bloodstream see a burger okay oh, I, if i gotta go somewhere just to get one i i go to culver's mainly because they do it like smash style so it's not really it's not as much like it's not as thick i guess i, I like it that way thick. i like i like cookouts cheap burgers they're, they're great. Ooh. You know, uh, okay. 
You know which one actually isn't greasy, is mostly really good beef, and is surprisingly for a burger healthy? Bristol Motor Speedway's burgers. Huh. They're surprisingly random. just normal That's pretty random beef. Like I so, like I was Bristol wor- for a good burger. Yeah, I was working out. I mean, they're not necessarily the greatest. You probably have to put stuff on them, but like I was trying to eat really like lean and healthy. At, when I went to Bristol last year, and you can ask Darian, I brought up like six of them because I'm like, look at this. I'm like, feel because I'm like, I don't want the bread, so I'm like, feel the bread, and you're like, there's nothing on it. I'm like, that's a thing. There's no <laughs> grease. There's no grease. It's awesome. Um, but yeah, then the last super chat was from oh Jesus Christ. No, it's not. <laughs> the, the second to last one at the moment, uh, at at the moment of caution, <laughs> <laughs> it was from Ross Crash Stain who said, "Yeah, but Fuddruckers," and then Blue Jimmy for another two, Cracker Barrel Southern Fried. If you chicken. go order it there, they will give you way too much. I, I I ordered that on the way to the race in Bristol this year, and man, they brought out like four pieces of fried chicken. I couldn't finish uh, it all. They're never gonna let us leave. <laughs> Nick Mangona for two says, Y'all just made me cook cook up some leftover chicken. <laughs> and we gave you enough time, that's for sure. Yeah, for real. The NASCAR Weekly Podcast cares. Um GN NASCAR fan twenty four, thank you for the two. Fifteen years ago we got LePaged meme at Tega. Sorry, I'm just every time I'm like, oh, we're at the end. No, we're not. It's a NASCAR overtime. Hey, Jarrett, this is just your scheme, isn't it? No, I'm actually like, I'm uh, no, I'm not. I'm bro, not egging anyone on. I'm trying my best to stay up, y'all. This is hard, bro. Okay. I'm, I'm seriously, I, I appreciate it a lot. It would be Noah. Noah. It would be Noah. <laughs> I'm going to see you at Kansas, man. Yeah. You can't hide from us, Noah. R.I.P. California. <laughs> Thank you for the five. Um, had, had to counter the Cracker Barrel Super. Cracker Barrel is lousy. That's my hot take, too. It's overrated. Oh, I don't know about that. It's hella overrated. It's always a line out the door for no reason. Oh, oh my what God. What, do you nah, not like nah. I'm Claudia! <laughs> I gotta go to the bathroom. No, I gotta go to the bathroom. I can't wait too long. I gotta go to the bathroom. I'm out. Oh my <laughs> god! I can't control it. I'm like, oh my god. Jared, what's the weather this weekend? Because Brennan Poole just texted me talking about, you know, he's making, he's driving the next gen for the first oh time this god. weekend. And he's worried practice is going to get rained out because, <laughs> because then he'll have no next gen experience going into Dover. Just to get um, this back on a NASCAR topic. Um, well, I mean, it's going to be raining all before noon on Saturday and then off and on Sunday. Uh, look like oh most mostly all day Friday. I'll let him know. He won't like oh that. Oh, my God. Cl- Claudia just texted me and said, sorry, I had to. This is too fun. <laughs> Thank you. Where do we pick up with Noah? Do we pick that was up a quick Noah? bathroom break, Darren. You wash your hands? His, ba- his bathroom's right next to his desk. Yeah. Oh, okay. No. Good thing you muted the mic. <laughs> uh, um, yeah, especially I have to remember what uh oh my god. I just saw something else fly through. Um we'll t- we'll talk about the other stuff later. Let's get to the super chats. Uh, Noah telling Noah. us to go to bed. Um it reset again. Come on. Um, Marky Mark for two. Howdy, gents times two. <laughs> it's nothing for two. This super chat is a super chat saying good night. <clears throat> good night, Spencer. That 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 channel name is very appropriate for a super chat like that. It's nothing. 
Spencer, thank you for the 20, saying in all caps, you're going to stay here and you're going to like it. <laughs> Antar, <laughs> Antar Das, thank you for the... What the hell? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I, I swear I'm trying to keep it together. Uh, I don't know why it's getting so, to me. Sorry, people. Sorry, people. <laughs> Um, if, if, if you know the reference on that one, you're, you're for real. Um, answer DOS for two. Don't go to bed. Uh, need for speed. 53. Not going to get to <laughs> need for speed. 53, 53 for two. Ty Dillon supremacy. Claudia for five. So guys, where do you want to get pizza from tomorrow night? At this rate, pizza it's going, at this rate, it's going to be. Tonight. Oh no, no. Wait, what was that place called on the AI commercial? Uh, Pepperoni hug spot. Uh, yeah. Pepperoni hug spot. We're getting yeah. pizza from pepperoni hug oh spot. This yeah. is gonna be... It's like family, but with cheese. But with yes. more cheese. <laughs> oh my god. Ross Crash Stain, thank you for the two. Burger King has chicken fries. It no. des- it deserves a vote. Those are trash. What the hell? What's wrong? Hey, with the, I think they're the most edible thing at Burger King though. Probably. Yeah. <laughs> uh, actually I've only ever enjoyed chicken items at Burger King, oddly enough. Uh, David Bell, thank you for the five. You guys got money for food. Lick that chicken. <laughs> <laughs> Will do. I'm I'm too drunk to taste this chicken. chicken. I'm too chicken to taste this drunk. Uh, <laughs> M. Martin fan for... God bless America. Uh, M. Martin fan for life for two. This will never end. And it's nothing for two. Sleep? It's nothing. Okay. All Can right. you, like, turn off sleeper chats? Uh, I, I think we could turn off the stream. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So thank uh, you everyone for everything today, though. This was an amazing day for the podcast. Was. Really appreciate you guys. If there's a random edit at the end of the audio version, it's because on the YouTube version we spent the last forty-five minutes uh, getting super chat bombardment. That's so, crazy. Uh, but yeah, join us next week live, live on you. Good lord. Live on YouTube on Danny B Talks channel, May 3rd at 8 p.m. Eastern time. Uh, we're going to be going over everything from Dover uh, and the upcoming weekend at Kansas. And we just inch a week closer to the podcast party bus at Darlington. Mm-hmm. And I'm so excited. Woo! Yes, sir. Mm-hmm. Be fun. It's going to be fun. Very much so. And uh, th- thank it's you. It's going to spend- be a lot of fun. <laughs> Danny! <laughs> What the? <laughs> oh my god! Could you could you tell I was talking a little longer yeah. there? Yeah, because I can't see them because of the different I'm tabs. Sorry. Spencer, thank you for the twenty. Okay, okay, with this uh, one more. This stream is chaos. Let's go to eleven Eastern because why not? Nick, thank you for the five. By the way, Michael Roots hit one thousand channel memberships a couple days. Oh, ago. Wow! This reminds me him. Good. That's a lot. Job, Michael. Wow. Uh, and then Danny saying good. All right. Uh, if I don't, that's see, that's over. Done. If you don't have another super chat, uh, or if you have another one, I'm not gonna see it until after goodbye. the credits roll. So uh, that that's it, Darian. Yep. Goodbye. <laughs> goodbye forever. Okay, bye. <laughs> goodbye. I'm done with it. Fix your face. Thanks, Sam. Steve, you look beautiful. You look great. Ah!